0: is MRN's Throwback Thursday, brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength, and by Sunoco and Grunt Style. This is Ken
1: Squire. Time now for MRN.com's Throwback Thursday, classic NASCAR races from the Motor Racing Network's Race Archives.
2: The following is a presentation of MRN Radio, the voice
3: of NASCAR racing. The drive towards the NASCAR Winston Cup Series Championship continues in New England today, where the CMT 300 begins shortly at the New Hampshire International Speedway. Jeff Gordon leads Mark Martin by 97 points entering the race, with Dale Jarrett third, 153 points behind the leader. Jarrett's on a roll of late, having won two of the last three races, including last weekend's Richmond event. In the July race here, Dale clearly had the best car, dominating until late mechanical problems took away his chance to win. Jared says expect him to be just as much of a factor in today's race.
4: I think we have an excellent shot today. Uh, same car we had here uh, a few months ago. Uh, I'm excited about our chances. I like this racetrack a lot, and uh, I think we have a
3: very good chance at making it two in a row. Jared tries to close ground at the championship chase in the 25th race of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. The CMT 300, next.
2: M.R. In Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets, the official pain reliever of NASCAR.
3: The crowning of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion draws closer as today we enter the final quarter of the season, racing 300 miles in Loudoun, New Hampshire. Hello and welcome to Motor Racing Network's live coverage of the CMT 300. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall after hosting one NASCAR Winston Cup race each year since 1993. We begin coming to this racetrack twice a season, this
5: time around Barney, and really the prime story of the day today is that race for the championship. Today could be a make-or-break day for a lot of drivers, Uh, for Jeff Burton or Dale Jarrett in the Winston Cup Points Championship. Could be a critical day also for Mark Martin with just eight races remaining. It'll be hard to overcome a bad finish. If either one of those drivers should have a bad finish here today, you can lose 100 points real quick. Now, if Jeff Gordon should have problems like he did a couple of races ago, it could really put a lot of people in the championship picture and tighten it up. So everybody right now, up until probably, what, a couple of weeks ago, everybody nobody was putting that much emphasis on the championship. Everybody said, let's go out and win races. With just eight to go, you've got to start thinking points. They are counting every point as
3: the season begins to work towards its close. This racetrack, a flat mile oval, very long straightaways, very high speed, but very, very flat corners that you're in for a long time,
5: and it's a very tricky one for the drivers to keep a race car hooked up on all afternoon. Hard racetrack, to, as the drivers say, to get a hold of. In other words, to get the adhesion you need to get through the corners. That will be the very key this afternoon whoever has a good handling race car all day long or who can make adjustments as the track it is very subject to change when we come to New Hampshire will probably be who goes to victory lane. A lot of potential winners in the field this afternoon. Sellout crowd of some 80,000 gathering and settling into their seats. Final
3: moments of driver introductions happening down at the start-finish line now and we're not that far from the command of fire engines and get today's CMT 300 underway. One of the big stories of the weekend has been the plight of Jeff Burton, the winner of the July event here at New Hampshire and unquestionably one of the hottest drivers on the circuit over the course of the summer comes into the race fourth in the championship standings but has only spent a couple of laps behind the wheel of his Exide Ford throughout this weekend. Jeff has been suffering from an inner ear infection, and when he came to the racetrack on Friday, actually it was Thursday before he even came to the racetrack, he was not really feeling all that well. They summoned Todd Bodine to make the trip and serve as a substitute driver. Jeff has made just a couple of laps in yesterday's happy hour practice, and the question is, if he starts the Exide Ford today, how long will he stay behind the wheel? The machine is on the grid all the way back in 39th position. Mike Bagley of Milford, Delaware, is with Jeff Burton.
6: Well, Jeff, a lot of the headlines this weekend has been you're suffering from an inner ear infection. And I guess the first question would be, with that infection, how does that play in the part of you trying to drive a race
7: car? Well, it's not uh, conducive to, to great race car driving, that's for sure. Uh, the biggest problem is you, don't, you just don't have your legs underneath you. You know, you have a little sense of imbalance. I don't have any dizziness, but just a sense of imbalance. Uh, the more I go left, the better I get going left. But the more I go left, the worse I get at, at, at standing up and doing the everyday thing. So I spent this whole morning on a golf cart and in a is just, just like on a skid pad, going left, left, left. So I feel terrible right now. But I believe once I get in the X side forward, I'll feel better. How far do you plan to go today? I'm uh, probably going to go to the first caution and get out. If if for whatever reason we get to before the first caution and I feel terrible, I'm going to get out on the green and uh, not try to go any further than what's safe for me and my competitors. We'll hop in your seat when you get out of it. Todd Bodine's done a great job all week of uh, filling in for me. He's uh, you know he's a really good he's a really good race car driver and he's uh, he's ready to go and uh, if, if I gotta get out, which I'm sure I will, Todd will be
5: i do us a good job. That's Jeff Burton. He'll go to the first caution, then Todd Bodine will hop into the X side Dale Jarrett will start 19th today in the field. He's been hot in the last four races, two wins, a third and a fifth. And don't count him out just because he'll be starting 19th here today. He came from 23rd last week at Richmond and won there. Can he win today? Winston Kelly is with him.
8: Let's find out. DJ, you had a strong car here, probably one of the two or three strongest when we were here a couple of months ago. Same car? Is it running as well? Uh,
4: Same car, and, uh, yeah, things have changed a lot is the thing. The right side tire is totally different. Uh, The track has a sealer on it, so, you know, we we feel like we're pretty good, but the setup is quite a bit different than what we had here in July.
8: You're just talking to Mark Martin, who'll start in front of you. Is this a track like a Daytona or Talladega where you can work together to go up through the field?
4: Well, no, not really. I mean, you know, the handling comes into play more here, and, you know, I was just telling Mark I was going to, you know, give some room, you know. We want to get through these first 30 or 40 laps with things as tight as they are, and uh, hopefully we can both do that. You know, we've got a championship at stake, and we'd like to, to get to the end and uh, battle this thing out, so we're looking forward to the day.
8: He's been in victory lane five times this year, including last weekend at Richmond. Dale Jarrett rolls off 19th.
3: And for that win at Richmond last week, True Value Hardware Stores and MRN Radio congratulate Dale Jarrett for being selected the True Value Man of the Race Award winner. It was his fifth win of the season last Saturday night at Richmond. True Value giving Dale a check for $1,000, and his designated charity gets an additional $1,000. That is the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Let's go talk to uh, some drivers uh, that we really haven't had a whole lot of chance to talk to through the course of the season in terms of uh, those who've qualified up front and expect to run well in a race. There are some guys who qualified outstanding here on Friday at New Hampshire that just have had tough seasons all year long, and Rick Mast would certainly be among uh, that category. Rick has not led a lap yet in 1997. In fact, he's had only five finishes, better than 20th position all year, but he's got his best starting spot of the season to work with today. Seventh on the grid, Jim Phillips of Newport Tennessee is with Rick Mast.
9: Well, Rick, this is your best starting position of the year. Can you make something happen out of it?
0: We might, Chop. We we had an awful good car here last month or in the spring here. We had some trouble on the track, but the car was running terribly fast. You know, we unloaded here. The car was fast. Uh, Saturday morning practice, the car was on a rail. It was, it was running fast. And yesterday afternoon in Happy Hour, for some reason, we kind of lost it. I'm not sure, you know, if the track got slick or whatever, but uh, we changed a lot of stuff around never helped it, so we put the car back this morning the way it had been, you know, Saturday morning, and, uh, you know, if it, if it does like it did last race, or, or even up till yesterday afternoon, the remedy of the car will be up front all day. If not, we'll just work on it all day. This
9: team's changed around a little bit. How long do you think it's going to take before it really comes together?
0: We've got some more stuff we're working through. You know, Dave's come on board, Sharpen's here, and he's working through a lot of things right now with our cars. He doesn't have everything exactly where he wants it yet. You know, I'm hoping any week now we get it get it right, but... I know the things he's got in place, a lot of the long-term goals he's got in place, things he wants to do and change. Going to take a little bit of time yet, but we, you know, we're getting ready, geared up next year for the Torsos and all that. But we don't want to give up this year any. Uh, realize, you know, you got the rest of these races to run, and we want to try to win a race or, or at least get more consistent what we've been. And uh, Dave's got, you know, he's got a lot of good things in in place here. The guys are working real hard. I think, you know. It, it could be any week, honestly. It could really be any week. We've we got some things we think we need to do a little differently, a little better. It's going to take time to get through that, but uh, we're going to get it, believe me. Rick Mass looking for his first
9: top ten finish of the year
3: here at New Hampshire. We were talking a little while ago about somewhat of a theme during qualifying of guys who really haven't had to Great qualifying efforts all year, but have a good upfront starting spot for this race today. Brett Bodine would certainly be in that class. His best qualifying run of 97 came on Friday during bush pole runs when he qualified third fastest. He was knocked out of this race very early in July, last time we were at this track, when he started back in 39th and got tagged by somebody turned around into the wall. What are his chances to come home with a good finish today by starting up toward the front? Mike Bagley's with him.
6: Well, Brett, your best qualifying effort of the year. What was the difference Friday afternoon in bush pole qualifying? Well, Mike, the boys uh, give me a different kind of race car. We took an uh, older car, cut the front snout off of it, tried a different front end geometry, and uh, we went to Greenville, South Carolina this week and tested it. It was better than what we'd had, so we brought it here to Loudon, and uh, it looks like it's paid off. Hopefully it's got a good race set up underneath it, and we can keep this close call forward up towards the front. You put the car up front for one lap. Can this car stay here for all 300? Well, we hope so. Uh, you know, we didn't, we didn't get to run very much in the last race here. at Loudon uh, got in that first lap rack and don't really have a lot of notes to draw from uh, what it's going to take to run well all day. Hopefully we've got uh, the right setup underneath the car, at least one that we can adjust and, and uh, keep this thing up front.
5: That's Brett Bodine. He'll start from the inside of row two. And there's not a driver in the field that needs a better, a good finish today than that team does. they really had a tough year. Kenny Schrader will be starting on the pole today. He did the same thing when we were here in July, but he finished 11th then. Today he plans to win. This team has really turned things around the second half of the season. Schrader has finished in the top 15 nine straight times recently, but it goes all the way back, 194 races, back to June of 1991. Since Kenny has been in victory lane, he'd like to change that today. Jim Phillips is with him.
9: Bush Pole winning speed, 129.181, as his daughter's given giving advice here. Kenny, Bush Pole again here at New Hampshire. Can you win this race?
10: Oh, we can. We're sure going to try real hard. You know, a lot of guys can. That's a, the that's a good part about Winston Cup racing. But, uh, you know, we didn't have a real good run last uh, July up here. We wound up at 11th, and uh, that's the main thing we're working on, concentrating uh, on is improving that run from from up last time up here. It just turn, turns out we got the pole in the process. Okay,
9: you've been in the top ten every time you run at this racetrack. Now, you finished 11th last time, like you said. What have you talked about that changed that last part of the race where you faded?
10: Well, we, we made some changes before the start of the race and, and got ourselves in trouble. So uh, we're more conventional setup uh, this time. We'll just have to see what we got.
9: Well, he's got 106,400 reasons to pull it off today. That's the Unical bonus for today's race.
3: Ken Schrader leading the field of the green flag. Alongside him will be Bobby Hamilton. That's the same front row as we had when we were here in July. Hamilton took off like a rocket at the start of the race back in uh, a couple of months ago. Unfortunately, cut down a flat tire after uh, cut down a tire to get a flat after the first hundred laps or so and ended up finishing way behind, not really able ever to catch up all day long. What about his prospects for today's event? Let's go back trackside and hear from Bobby Hamilton. Winston Kelly's with him.
8: Bobby, same place you started when we were here just a couple of months ago. I know you're looking for different results. Talking to some of your team earlier today, a lot of fingers pointed at the STP Pontiac as the one to beat today. You share those perspectives?
11: Well, we're really good and we're actually, we was looking at the notes from the last race. Actually, the last couple of races, we've started second here, so uh, on long runs, we're really a lot better than we've ever been here. So, you know, the racetrack changes when you put all these cars out here, and you just got to see how it goes, but we're really good. We feel good about it.
8: Now, you were so good when we were here a couple of months ago, but you told me a moment ago it's a different car. Why and how is it different?
11: Well, the car we brought up here usually is uh, our normal short track car, and uh, it always runs good at Martinsville. We decided not to bring it up here because it been our Martinsville car, so we brought, actually brought a new car that we had run at Indy, and it's, it's doing well.
8: Certainly is doing well. The STP
3: Pontiac and Bobby Hamilton roll off second. And way down the back of the field is the man who was right next to Bobby Hamilton as one of the quickest in the final happy hour practice yesterday afternoon. That is Ernie Irvin, the 1996 uh, July winner here in New Hampshire, who was also one of the drivers who was well out in front and dominating the race here in July until a mechanical problem slowed him late in the event. But if Ernie's been fast in practice, what's he doing all the way back in 40th position on the starting grid? Jim Phillips is with him.
9: Well, Ernie, you're starting way back here, but first question is: uh, I heard you weren't feeling that well. Uh, how do you feel right now?
0: Well, I'm just um, just kind of nauseous and uh, not feeling too good. But that's just part of it. And um, you know, try to take this textbook album forward, and try to win this race. You know, for um, for everybody involved, and um, you know, my mom's been sick and um, in the hospital. So, you know, our prayers are with her and uh, we love her.
9: You're starting way back. Are you using the same setup you used where you? almost dominated this race earlier this year
0: well we're really close to it um you know we we got to practice quite a bit uh, the car's been really good every practice um you know we hope it's uh, going to continue
9: this is the same car that davy allison drove here in 1993 in his final race ernie irvin
3: will have to go to the rear of the field because he did miss the drivers meeting Rear of the field will be basically dropping back one row from where he is on the starting grid. And you hear there, Ernie, not feeling too well, though many thinking he has one of the cars to beat in today's CMT 300. Take a look at the starting lineup. Kevin LePage, Steve Park, and Randy McDonald, along with Lance Hooper. With the four drivers
5: unable to qualify for today's race, there are 43 who are in the field. Starting back in 43rd position is Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Quaker State Chevrolet. Starting 42nd, Robert Presley in the Jasper Engines Ford. 41st starter will be Sterling Marlin in the Kodak Film Chevrolet. 40th is Ernie Irvin in the Texaco Haviland Ford, although he'll start a little further back, you heard us say a moment ago. Starting 39th will be Todd Bonin in the Exide Batteries Ford. 38th qualifier was Chad Little in the John Deere Pontiac. Starting 37th, Ricky Rudd in the Tide Ford. 36th starter will be Jeff Green in the Cartoon Network Chevrolet. The MBNA America Pontiac with Ward Burton aboard as the driver starts 35th. 34th is Kenny Wallace in the Square D Ford. 33rd starter, Rusty Wallace in the Miller Light, Ford starting 32nd, Dave Marcus in the Real Tree Chevrolet. And starting 31st is Gary Bradbury in the Haynes Ford.
3: 30th starters Dale Earnhardt in the GM Goodwrench Service Chevrolet. 29th, Joe Nemechek in the Bell South Chevy. 28th is Dick Trickle, the heilig Myers Ford. The Kmart RC Cola Ford of Jeremy Mayfield goes 27th. 26th is Robbie Gordon in the Coors Light Chevy with Hutch Strickland starting 25th in the Circuit City Ford. The Skittles Pontiac of Derek Cope goes 24th. 23rd is Steve Grissom in the Kodiak Chevrolet. 22nd starters Michael Waltrip in the Citco Ford and Ted Musgrave
5: starts 21st. He's in the family Channel Prime Star Ford. Johnny Benson will start the Penzol Pontiac in 20th position. The Quality Care Ford Credit Ford will start in 19th position with Dale Jarrett aboard. David Green starts 18th in the Caterpillar Chevrolet. The Valvoline Ford with Mark Martin as the driver starts 17th. 16th position, Jimmy Spencer in the Camel Cigarettes Ford. 15th, Darrell Waltrip in the Parks America Chevrolet. 14th starter will be Jeff Bodine in the QVC Ford. 13th, Jeff Gordon starts the DuPont Refinishes Chevrolet. And 12th will be Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac. The 11th starter is Kyle Petty in the Mattel Hot Wheels Pontiac. Start
3: your engines. And you hear the command for the engines to fire on the field of 40. Top 10, Bill Elliott in 10th in the McDonald's Ford. 9th is Lakespeed, the Melling Engine Parts Ford. 8th starter, Wally Dallenbeck in the 1st Union Chevy with Rick Maston 7th in the Remington Arms Ford. 6th is Ricky Craven in the Budweiser Chevy. 5th starter, John Andretti in the RCA Ford. Mike Skinner starts 4th in the Lowe's Chevrolet with Brett Bodine in 3rd in the close call phone card Ford. And on the front row, outside is Bobby Hamilton in the STP Pontiac and Ken Schrader on the Bush Pole in the Skull Bandit Chevrolet, touring this little over a mile oval at 120. 29.181 miles an hour in bush pole qualifying on friday there's the field of 43 set to go in today's cmt 300
2: nascar today is produced by mrn radio and sponsored by goodies headache counters and pain relief tablets the
3: official pain reliever of nascar from the new hampshire international speedway this is mrn radio front style
12: the American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong. Bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style. And this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. Go up.
2: O'Reilly. Top off or flush and refill your cooling system with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant on sale for $6.99 a gallon after a mail in rebate. Protect against damaging rust and corrosion with Peak Long Life Universal Premixed Antifreeze and Coolant at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit Supply, see store for details.
6: Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
3: Auto Parts. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series teams are on the racetrack in Loudoun, New Hampshire, two pace laps away from starting today's CMT 300. Motor Racing Network, glad to be here to bring it to you live. The 25th event of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Sellout crowd of some 80,000 settling into their seats now. Well, actually, that's not true. They're all on their feet getting ready for the start here. But a sellout crowd, nonetheless,
5: on a magnificent day for racing.
3: Couldn't ask for better weather conditions than we've had here all weekend long.
5: Been absolutely beautiful ever since we came in here on Friday morning. Let's take a quick swing around the racetrack right now and meet the gentleman who will be covering the action in turns one and two and three and four. Down in turns one and two from Hampton, Virginia, Joe Moore.
1: Thanks, Marty. I'm located on the back of a billboard here between turns one and two to get a great view of these cars as they come charging down the front straightaway and get on the brakes and try to hold the inside line going through turns one and two. That is the object here. You don't want to get up too high and because the racetrack is flat, The car has a tendency to want to push up the track. If you're handling perfectly, you can hug the inside lane and then get a good jump onto the back straightaway. We'll follow all the action, which should
3: be pretty interesting here in turns one and two. 1,500 feet of back straightaway, connecting turn two to turn number three, and at that end of the racetrack for Motor Racing Network today, Montpelier, Vermont. Dave Moody.
12: Thank you, Alan Bessler. Good afternoon, everybody. On a flat track like this one here in New Hampshire, the little things mean a lot. A single pound of air pressure can mean the difference between running that low line and passing cars and drifting high, which is generally the shortest route to the tail end of the field. The inside line is the place to be here in turn three and four as well, and the team that manages their tires well enough to stay there should have a good shot at victory lane. We'll cover the action from high atop the Budweiser billboard here in turn number three.
3: Story of the race when we were here in July was not many caution flags and a lot of green flag racing. We expect that may be the case again today. The pressure really on these pit crews as they may get as few as two chances of their car being along pit road to make whatever chassis adjustments are necessary to keep that handling package where it is needed to be up front and competitive. Field is in turn number three now, 43 strong, getting ready to go 300 laps in today's CMT 300. The Chevrolet Monte Carlo pace car at the head of the field with Buster Auten behind the wheel is now approaching the uh, entrance to pit Road. And there he hangs to left and goes back behind the pit wall. And now Ken Schrader and Bobby Hamilton are in command of the field as we come down for the start.
5: Coming down, getting ready to take the green flag in the CMT 300 on the front row again. Kenny Schrader and Bobby Hamilton. Green is in the air as they race to turn number one. On the break, it'll get single file among the front three as they get into turn one. Ken Schrader swings
1: around, will show the way for the first time in turn number one as the field now stacks
5: up behind him. Second
1: place is where the battle is now as Mike Skinner tries to work to the outside of Bobby Hamilton, but Hamilton beats him off turn two.
12: Hamilton running that advantageous low
1: line will hold on to the second spot. The battle
12: now for third. It's Brett Bodine down on the inside of Mike Skinner in turn
3: three. And Schrader washes way wide in the middle of three and four. Bobby Hamilton is not able to take advantage and get low underneath him. And Schrader will lead the first lap. Now they're three wide for third. Ricky Craven to the inside of Brett Bodine to the inside of Mike Skinner. Craven makes the move by Bodine to pick up the fourth spot. Now Skinner
1: gets shuttled up to the top side of the racetrack. Nearly tags the wall but loses five positions and the race is on for the lead.
12: It's Bobby Hamilton down to the inside of Schrader as they drag race the back straightaway. Schrader will hold him off a turn three. It's Hamilton in second. Ricky Craven now up to
5: third. Now they tuck back in single file all the way through about fifth position, diving down to the inside, trying to move up a notch there as they work their way around is John Andretti. Those cars that got caught in the outside lane, Mike Skinner was one of those, has now lost about 10 spots. They're back in one in the battle for the lead.
1: It is Bobby Hamilton on the move. He's got the inside line coming into the corner. He'll get by Ken Schrader. The door left open. Here's Ricky Craven trying to get by, and Brett Modine as well, stacked up in the
12: inside. Bobby Hamilton leads the charge down to the inside line. He will lead them into three. Craven fills the hole on the inside of Kenny Schrader. Right behind him, Brett Modine. Craven now to second.
3: Bobby Hamilton will clear. Ken Schrader off turn four. Take over the lead. But here quickly to his inside is Ricky Craven. Craven with a front tire up to Hamilton's rear. Now he draws even as they go into one.
1: Craven's got the inside lane. Using that pays off. It will again this time as Ricky Craven takes a lead in the corner. Now the race for second. Side by side there with Bobby Hamilton on the outside. Brett Bodine under him. Bodine down low now on Hamilton. Hamilton who had
12: the lead half a track ago. Now fighting for the number two spot. And he's not going to keep it. It's Bodine down low.
5: Outstanding racing in the early going in the CMT 300. Big lead right now for Ricky Craven. He's pulled away by four car lengths. Brett Bodine is locked in solidly in second place. The scramble now is going to be for third. It's a good one in turn one. John
1: Andretti drives into turn number one with the inside lane. And again, it's going to pay off for him. He picks off the spot. Wally Dalla back in behind him in fifth now for sixth and side by side Rick Mast on the move there Mast having a good run down to the inside
12: lane but doesn't have the horsepower down the back straightaway he'll hold it in line behind Dahlenbach. the pole sitter Kenny Schrader coming up on the outside will challenge Mast
3: Schrader trying to hang on to that spot but Rick Mast will complete the pass off the corner what we're quickly seeing in the early laps if you get shuffled up in the outside lane you're in a lot of trouble and that has happened to Schrader in the first ten laps of this event Fields in one here's a race for the second spot John Andretti looks to the inside of Brett Bodine but Bodine will slam the door Further
1: back for six. Still raging on there. Bobby Labonte on the move now.
12: Bobby Labonte diving down to the inside. Looking to pick up positions as they dive down into turn hook number three. Sticks the nose to the inside of Bill Elliott. But Elliott shuts him down in three. He'll hold on to the spot.
5: Some of the hardest racing on the speedway will be from seventh place on back as they work off the corner and back into the straightaway. Schrader right now hanging on to seventh. Lake Speed putting the heat on him. A little further back, there's about eight or nine cars going at it also. They're back in turn two. Got Bill Elliott there in the ninth position. Hitting on the brakes here. Coming into the corner
1: as uh, Lake Speed tries to work on Ken Schrader again. Further back Jeff Bodine picks off a spot as he slides down on the inside of Joe Nemechek.
12: Bobby Labonte diving down on the inside of the back chute. He continues his assault on Dale Elliott. But again, Elliott in the Ford holds him off as a hit three.
3: Elliott running in ninth. Bobby Labonte in tenth for the moment up front. Ricky Craven by about six car lengths on Brett Bodine, John Andretti, and Bobby Hamilton. Then a couple of more car lengths to Wally Dallenbach and Rick Mast.
1: Dallenbach rides along in the fifth spot. Rick Mast in sixth. Then it's nose to tail. Freight all the way back. Ken Schrader in the 7th position on his bumper, is Lake speed. Then Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, and Kyle Petty. Once again, they're diving to the inside off turn number 2. This time it's Kyle
12: Petty. He'll go to the inside of the Jeff Gordon Chevrolet, and he'll pick up a spot in 3.
5: Kyle Petty's had some pretty decent runs here over the years. Has not had that many decent finishes, however. We are early in the event. Just 8 laps are on the scoreboard right now. Field beginning to string out in a hurry. All the way single file now through about the top 15 or 16 cars. Back to Joe Moore in turn 2. There's a race still going on
1: for the seventh position. Ken Schrader busy trying to hold off Lake Speed. Speed got a good run coming into the turn. Looks again for a chance to move in the back straightaway. Schrader diving down to the inside, trying to block the
12: lane. Speed can't get a run on him into turn number three. The pole sitter, Kenny Schrader, has got to be disappointed as he's falling backwards.
3: Schrader shuffled up into the outside when Bobby Hamilton got under him to try and take the lead at lap 3. Now Kenny running in the 7th spot with lots of company behind him. Here's Jeff Bodine on the move. Going to try and get a spot from Mike Skinner. Should be about for the 11th position in 1. He opens the door down to the inside. So far that's paid off for everybody. If you get into turn 1 before you're a guy you're
1: trying to pass, you're going to pass him. That's what happens as Jeff grabs the spot off turn 2. Good challenge
12: for the number 2 position as John Andretti sneaks a peek to the inside of Brett Bodine going into 3. Bodine barely holds him off right behind his body, Hamilton.
5: John Andretti gets a run coming off turn number four. He had a fender alongside Brett Bodine for just a moment. See if anybody gives in turn one. Once
1: again, Andretti drives into turn number one. He's got the inside lane. Gives him the advantage. He grabs the second spot. Lane is opened up for Bobby Hamilton. Now he goes after Brett Bodine off turn two.
12: Hamilton down on the inside looking for third place. He'll get it. The door is still open on the inside, but Bodine slams it shut at the entrance
3: of turn number three. Wally Dahlenbach will have to wait. In the early going of the CMT. 300. Ricky Craven, the New England native, is the man right now. He has moved out in front after taking the lead at lap four to a 2.6 second lead here just at lap 16. Craven is gone from Bobby Hamilton, who is running in second. John Andretti third, Brett Bodine fourth, and Wally Dallin back in fifth. Pretty good race from
5: sixth on back. And that is where Ken Schrader has a whole pile of cars behind him. Kenny Schrader trying to hold off right now Rick Mast as they work their way back into turns one and two.
1: Fighting for the sixth position, Schrader leads the parade. Again, it's about 17 cars strong behind him. All nose to tail coming back into the corner. Everybody afraid to step out and look for a chance to pass on the outside. It must be written somewhere, he who cometh into turn one on the outside shall fall at the back because it happens just about every time. Everybody hugs the inside line
3: the uh, language lessons on what what would that be? The um, medieval period. There you go. From Joe Moore out in turns one and two today. If you'd like an audio tape of that, we'll give you a number to call later in the program. 18 laps are complete. Fields back in one. Working single file back into the corner. Still the
1: best racing going on from six on back as Ken Schrader tries to hang on to that spot. Schrader just holding
12: his line down the back straightaway. Rick Mass doesn't try anything to the inside this time by the only move back around about the 11th spot where Jeff Bodine punches a hole under Kyle Petty. Petty locks up the right front, brake, drifts all the way out of the groove, and he drops back about five spots.
5: Little contact between the two right in the middle of the corner, and Kyle got scooted up. He's going to lose another spot this time as Michael Waltrip will try to get underneath him down in turn number one, watching Ernie Irvin come up through the field. He's worked his way all the way up to about 26 positions, so Ernie is on the move. Meanwhile, the leader's back in turn three.
12: Ricky Craven all by himself with a country miles worth of real estate. Bobby Hamilton now has broken away from John Andretti. He runs alone in second.
3: Hamilton also with a pretty good pad on uh, Andretti, as Dave said. Andretti with a pretty good pad on Brett Bodine in third. And he as well with about four or five car lengths on Wally Dallin back in fourth. Here's Jeff Gordon running tenth, trying to get a look underneath Bill Elliott for ninth and one.
1: Elliott sees him coming, though. Quickly slams the doors again in the corner, so Gordon has to get back in line. He's also got to be kind of worried about the man behind him. Jeff Bodine is there knocking on his door down on the inside. Bodine sneaks a bit of a
12: peek. Nothing doing there. He'll just shadow Gordon on the inside right down below the yellow line going through three. If you're not on the inside, you're not going anywhere but backwards
5: right now. Terry Labonte trying to pick up some spots. He started dead last on the tail end of the field on that back row. He has knocked off about seven or eight positions as he works his way off turn number four. The key in this race in the early going is going to be patience. Even though you got shuffled out of the lane on the early start and you lost a lot of spots up there, if you just take your time, you still got plenty of time to get the car dialed in. That second groove will take a while to work up. We talked to a lot of crew chiefs and drivers this morning and they say when this racetrack seems to sit overnight or for any great period of time that it gets very slippery. It takes a while to get some rubber back in there even though they worked a lot in in the two races here yesterday and in that final practice session. This racetrack just is that particularly in the corners, it's very slippery out there until they put about 40 or 50 laps on the speedway. It's pretty
3: temperamental as well this racetrack as far as uh, what it wants from a race car to hook up. Well, we saw that in qualifying on Friday where some guys caught clouds and just a a little bit cooler temperature and it rapidly increased their speed and kind of brought what the uh, car needed around to them. Uh, Drivers will call that the track coming to them. Well, that happened during qualifying on Friday, and as conditions change throughout the race, that may bring the track to people who are not running as well as we thought right now. Also, that will get a whole lot stronger as the day goes on. Set the front of the field for you, 23 laps into the event. It is Ricky Craven out front by a mile with uh, Bobby Hamilton second, John Andretti third, Brett Bodine fourth, and Wally Dallenbach fifth. Sixth through tenth are Ken Schrader, Rick Mast, Lake Speed, Bill Elliott and Jeff Gordon. Jeff Bodine is 11th Kyle Petty, 12th Michael Waltrip, 13th Bobby Labonte, 14th and Mike Skinner, 15th, 16th through 20th would be Mark. Uh, excuse me, a uh, Robbie Gordon, Mark
5: Martin, Hut Strickland, Jimmy Spencer, and Jeremy Mayfield would hold down the 20th spot. Ricky Craven continues to lead the CMT 300 here at New Hampshire International Speedway, and Joe Moore, he's going to be catching the tail end of the field in about about six seconds from running down the tail end of the field and start putting some people a lap down.
1: Now working his way off turn two, looks ahead and does see the tail end of the field, just now entering turn three. Craven down the back straightaway. Can now
12: see second place in the rearview mirror, but he doesn't have to worry about Bobby Hamilton quite yet. Hamilton, though, beginning to close the gap in the 43.
3: Ernie Irvin now up to the 21st position, about to take 20th away from Mike Skinner as he works the back straightaway. Jim Phillips is down in the Texaco Haviland team's pit. Jim, we talked with Ernie before the race. He wasn't feeling that well. Starting to the back, he sure has made his way toward the front quickly.
9: The reason he missed the drivers meeting, Alan, was he was in the care center taking extra fluid, because he was feeling nauseous before the race. But evidently, he's feeling fine right now because he is picking them off right and
3: left. Other driver who was not feeling well before the race that we talked with was Jeff Burton. You have no likely uh, followed the headlines uh, throughout the weekend of the inner ear infection that he is suffering that has tossed his equilibrium uh, just a little bit. Not a fun thing when you've got to drive a race car in circles all day long. Jeff Burton dropping to the last position of the field in the first couple of laps, 43rd spot. Now he has made his way by a few people up to the 37th position and in fact bypasses Sterling Marlin off of turn number four to take 36th spot. Mike Bagley is down to the side team's pit. Mike, has Jeff uh, said anything to the crew about how he's feeling at this
6: point? The only thing he said to the crew, Alan, is that the car's just a bit tight. I asked Buddy Parrot a few moments ago what his status was, meaning Jeff Burton's status. He's not said a word about his condition, and it was hard to get Buddy Parrot's attention. Buddy's been standing on top of the toolbox, calling out left times to Jeff. His eyes haven't left Jeff's car all race long so far, but uh, everything is, I guess you could say, status quo right now in the XI battery pit. Relief driver Todd Bodine now standing on the pit wall wearing a headset, waiting to go to work in this pit area.
5: And Jeff is in some pretty heavy traffic over in turn two. Working
1: down to the inside as he just got by Johnny Benson and Sterling Marlin, falls in now behind Ricky Rudd, at a three. If
12: you got to be out there, you might as
1: well pass some cars as Burton continues to do that. He
12: files it in right behind Ricky Rudd through turn three, number and four. Sterling Marlin now down to the inside of Johnny Benson.
3: Checking back on the leaders, what was a 2.6 second advantage for Ricky Craven about 15 laps ago is now down to 1.2 seconds. So Bobby Hamilton is reeling in. Craven continuing to close the gap between the top two as they cross the stripe and complete lap 37. The good race is from fourth position on back, though. Got uh, three, six, nine cars all nose to tail there. Wally Dallin back in fourth, Ken Schrader in fifth, Rick in sixth, Lake Speed in seventh, Jeff Bodine, Bill Elliott, and others there, single file to one.
1: All being very careful coming back to turn one, careful not to get slid up into the outside lane, because they've seen what's happened there so many times. Everybody hugs the inside, works nose to tail again turn
12: two. Single file draft down the back straightaway heading for three. It's Wally Dahlen back in the first union car number 46 and right behind him is Kenny Schrader. Two car lengths back to Rick Mass.
5: Pick up that scramble for the lead. It's getting a little bit tighter over in turn two. Here is Bobby Hamilton now shutting it down to within five
1: car lengths of the race leader Ricky Craven. Craven now starting to close in on the tail end of the field.
12: And lap traffic will come into play momentarily. Robert Presley in his first ride of the Jasper engines machine just about five car lengths in front of Craven as he continues to close in.
3: Here goes the race for fourth, headed down the back straightaway towards turn three.
12: And it's going to be Kenny Schrader down on the inside. He puts away Wally back. Collinback shuts the door on Rick Mass just as Mass looks to fill the hole to the inside line.
5: Trader got a good run going down the back straightaway. Took advantage of it getting into the turn when Wally scooted up just a little bit. Now the leader's about to catch the tail end of the field. That traffic might help Bobby Hamilton get up there and get around him. They're back in three.
12: Craven hasn't had a lot to worry about so far this afternoon, but now he'll have to deal with the lap car. Just a car length ahead now as the Robert Presley machine as they head for start finish line.
3: Leaders come to the stripe. They will complete lap number 40 of 300 in the event the first of several lap cars just ahead of the top two back in turn one. Here is Craven now closing into the Jasper engines it Falls in on the rear deck of Robert Presley.
1: Now follows him up off the corner. Sees the opening to the inside. He'll flash down low. Make the pass. Five car links behind him is Bobby Hamilton.
12: No question Craven was going to try and make the move on the inside lane and he does it going into turn three. Hamilton continues to close in. He'll have to deal with the lap car now.
5: Bobby Hamilton's car really getting a hold of the racetrack right now. He's running much lower through the corners than he did even ten laps ago. He's Chasing down the leader again with one car between himself and Ricky Craven back in turn one.
1: Craven looks ahead now and has a couple of cars on the tail end of the lead lap, racing side by side. Gary Bradbury and Darrell Waltrip just ahead of the race leader. Looks back at Bobby Hamilton, shuts it down even more. Craven, who's had the luxury of a big lead most of the afternoon, does not really have that
12: anymore. The lap cars finally get it single file. It'll be Bradbury next in line. Craven looking to the
3: inside off four. He will try and complete that pass as they come to the start finish line and will do so at lap number 42 of three Storyline of the race early has been get shuffled to the outside and go way to the back. Remember, Brett Bodine started third. He got caught up in the outside lane, and a whole pack of traffic has gone by him. It has put Brett back in the 31st position here at lap 42. Bobby Hamilton continues to reel in Ricky Craven for the race lead in the CMT 300 at Loudon, New Hampshire, down to just a couple of car lengths now, after Craven had once commanded a two and a half second lead. Behind them, lots of shuffling from the fourth position on back. Ken Schrader got nosed up into the outside groove when Rick Mast got underneath him. Mast is taken fourth, Jeff Bodine fifth, Lake Speed sixth, and Jeff Gordon seventh, kicking Kenny Schrader all the way back to the eighth position. That in just a couple of laps
5: around. You don't want to be in that outside lane today. If you can't keep that car at the bottom of the racetrack, you've got a serious problem. We're watching a half a dozen cars just skate all over the racetrack coming through turns three and four. We have watched Wally Dahlenbach for the last three or four circuits around. It's all he could do to keep the car from getting into the outside wall. Robbie Gordon's having a lot of trouble getting the car to turn coming through there also. Here comes Rick Mast out of turn number four as he works his way down the front straightaway. They're a long ways behind the two lead cars that are now heading for turn number three. And again, that lap traffic going to come into play for leader Ricky Craven. Work their way down into the corner now.
3: Nose to tail, Craven and Bobby Hamilton. Craven pushes up a little wide in the middle of the corner. Hamilton takes a peek ever so briefly down to his inside off the corner. Now on the straightaway as they close in on traffic. Hamilton going to try and pin Craven in behind some of the lap cars if he can. Craven sees him coming, though, and he slides down on the inside lane to keep Bobby Hamilton from being able to make the move. So
1: both cars hug the inside groove as they work traffic off turn two.
12: Craven diving down low on the lap car. Hamilton with no lane will just have to follow him through. Ricky and down low on Brett Bodine, the third place starter, now a lap down.
5: Bobby Hamilton's pretty much going to have to take the same line that Ricky Craven does. He doesn't dare try to go around on the outside. He has watched the other cars all day long that we talked about getting up in that outside groove and losing ground, but as I say that, he took a look on the outside in turn one.
1: Didn't see anything. He'll fall back in line and follow the Bud Chevy back into the corner. Now Ricky Craven works on more lap traffic. He approaches the car of Chad Little, flashes down to the inside to pass that car.
12: Craven down low. Hamilton shadows him once again down the back straightaway. They'll put the Chad Little John Deere Pontiac down a lap. Next in line will be Sterling Marlin.
3: Work their way off the corner, putting Chad Little one lap down. Chad running in the 39th position now as the leaders have caught the tail end of the field. And we continue to work the green flag caution-free through the first 52 laps of the event. Leaders in one. Craven shows the way back to turn number one. Now works his way
1: up behind Sterling Marlin. Falls in line behind that car. That'll be the next machine the leaders will have to deal with.
12: Ricky Craven this time holds it in single file down the back straightaway. Not quite close enough to make the run at Marlin. Closes in on the inside. Craven's car really coming off the corners. Hard on the bottom. He pulls away by two car lengths.
5: They'll put 53 laps on the scoreboard in the CMT 300 when they cross the line this time. Ricky Craven running right behind Sterling Marlin right now who's doing everything he can to keep from going a lap down. They're back in one.
1: Comes back into turn number one. Hugging the inside lane. Still trying to get by Sterling Marlin's car. Off turn number two. Marlin goes wide. The inside opens up. they goes Craven now, flashing by, and Bobby Hamilton follows him. Craven once again using
12: that time-tested low line. He'll put Marlin down a lap. Hamilton, with no choice, will just follow him through, so Craven and Hamilton continue to go first and second.
3: Let's run you back through the field now after 53 laps. It is Craven leading Hamilton second, a long ways ahead of John Andretti, who is third. It's about half the distance of the front stretch. Back to the third-place runner. Another Almost, well, actually, it is a full straightaway from Andretti in third, back to Rick Mast, who's now in fourth. Jeff Bodine has worked his way up to fifth. You've got Jeff Gordon in sixth. Lake Speed 7th, Kyle Petty 8th, Dale Earnhardt is up to 9th, and Mark Martin will be the 10th place runner. Ken Schrader has now slid back to the 11th position with Michael Waltrip in 12th, 13th being Bill Elliott, Ernie Irvin 14th, and Jeremy Mayfield 15th. Hut Strickland is 16th, Steve Grissom 17th, Dale Jarrett 18th, Ted Musgrave 19th, and Jimmy Spencer 20th. 21st position is being held by Wally Dallenbach with Bobby Labonte 22nd, Mike Skinner 23rd, 24th position being Derek Cope and Dick Trickle in 25th. 26th is Kenny Wallace, Joni Michek 27th, Rusty Wallace 28th, Terry Labonte 29th, and Robbie Gordon 30th. 31st belongs to Ward Burton, Ricky Rudd is 32nd, Jeff Burton is 33rd, David Green 34th, Johnny Benson 35th, Dave Marcus 36th, and Jeff Green 37th, the last driver on the lead lap. Now a lap down is Sterling Marlin in 38th, Chad Little in 39th, Brett Bodine 40th, Darrell Waltrip 41st, Robert Presley 42nd, and Gary Bradbury 43rd, and that's the full field rundown now very, very spread out field in the opening portion of the event. Barney, we haven't seen a race get this spread out this early in a long, long time that I can recall. Not that all the races for positions are spread out because the lead is nose to tail and fourth is a good race, but but the distance between first, for example, and fourth is over 14 seconds on a racetrack where the pole winning lap was only, what, uh, 29 and four tenths seconds. That's a long way to spread out in the first 62
5: laps. Part of that shuffle came in the early four or five laps out and obviously when some of those guys got caught in the outside groove on the start could not get the cars down and the cars that already had position on them going through the corners just zipped them back 10 and 12 spots they've not been able to make it up John Andretti was one of those we're watching a lot of guys just skate all over the racetrack Wally Dallenbach really got his hands full with the car Robbie Gordon has as we said a moment ago Mike Skinner's had problems getting off the corner Brett Bodine we're watching him go all over the racetrack they really need to get into the pits and make some kind of adjustment if they can I guess it's really
3: just a case of the top two being that good that they are making everybody else look bad. Here's a challenge for the lead. Bobby Hamilton gets a run on Ricky Craven off four. We'll try to slide by him into one. Drag racing into turn one. Hamilton will
1: beat him into the corner using the inside lane of all lanes. He picks up the top spot and Craven falls in line behind him.
12: So Ricky Craven's run up the front lasts exactly 60 laps and Hamilton now takes over. Not only does he take over, he pulls away. It's immediately a five car length lead.
5: Bobby Hamilton opens up a little daylight on Ricky Craven as they work out of the corner. Now Bobby's going to have the same problem that Ricky had directly ahead is Wally Dahlenbach. That'll be the next car they put a lap down, but once he gets around him, there's about 10 or 12 more. He's got to work his way through over in turn two.
1: Sees his work just ahead once he gets by the Dahlenbach car, but meanwhile, he continues stretching out his lead over Ricky Craven.
5: Down on the inside, it's
12: Wally Dallen. or uh, check that, rather, Ricky Craven just trying to hang on to the leader now, Bobby Hamilton, but Hamilton is walking away. He closes in on Wally Dallen back to put him down a lap.
3: Some comings and goings in the early part of the race. Tip the cap to Dale Earnhardt, started 30th. He's all the way up to the seventh spot. Earnhardt flying in the early going. We'll also give good mention to Jeff Gordon, who started back in 13th position. He's running 5th right now, and Ernie Irvin started back last on the field. He's all the way up to the 11th position in the first 66 laps of the event, so those drivers doing very well in the early going. Some others who are somewhat struggling. We mentioned Brett Bodine who started 3rd, Wally Dallenbach, who started up front and has now gone a lap down, and here's the Bush pole sitter, Ken Schrader, coming in for a stop at lap 66 now. This would be very early as far as fuel is concerned. Shouldn't need to get gas till somewhere close to lap number 100, so Schrader feeling something needed to be done about the handling of his car right now. He's in front of Jim Phillips.
9: We expected these pit stops to start about lap 85 to lap 90, Allen, but this is extremely early for the Bush pole winner Ken Schrader. Right side tires are going on. I don't well, still- trouble in turn two. Jeff
1: Gordon gets in the back of Jeff Bodine, spins him completely around. Bodine gets the car right in before
5: hitting the wall. Gordon Gordon is able to drive away. Caution is on the speedway. It'll be the first one in the event here this afternoon. It will come out at lap number 68. Let's go back to Joe Moore. Jeff Gordon was trying to find
1: a way to get by Jeff Bodine as it got here just between turns one and two. There was definitely a tap. On the rear deck of Bodine's Ford, Gordon made the tap. He worked down to the inside. Bodine spun up to the high side of the racetrack in turn two. Again, not making contact with the outside wall.
3: Both cars able to continue on with minor damage. Can you believe the luck that Ken Schrader has? He makes the move to pit road because there's been no caution in the first 66 laps of the race. Needs some adjustments on his car. The second he comes down pit road and goes a lap down, the yellow flag comes out and brings the pace car out onto the speedway. We'll cover some pit stops now as the pace car moves to the opening of Pit Road. We should see everybody coming in. Would be at lap number 69. By the way, uh, Ken Schrader drops one lap down to the race leader in 42nd position as a result of getting caught there when the uh, caution flag came out. And here comes the front of the field. Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven, John Andretti, Jeff Gordon, Rick Bass, Dale Earnhardt. You got it. Everybody that's on the lead lap coming in for stops at lap number 69. Let's go to the center section of pit road first to Winston Kelly. The first car on
8: pit road is Ricky Craven. The car's been getting a little bit loose the last few laps, so they're going to make an air pressure adjustment. Kyle Petty comes on pit road. He's one of the few cars reporting being neutral. Michael Waltrip on pit road. Steve Grissom is here along with Hunt Strickland. David Green now coming down pit road along with Johnny Benson. Most of these cars the this section have been loose, making adjustments, straight down and away. Now to Jim Phillips.
9: Bobby Hamilton's in. Left side tires are going on. Let's see if he can beat Yes, he does. Then comes Bill Elding it out. Then comes Rick Mast out. Then John Andretti. Mike Skinner and Bobby Labonte getting service.
6: Here comes Jeff Bodine down to the pitch. Down onto Mike Bagley. Joe Nemechek was in. Also Ernie Irvin. A chassis adjustment there on the Texaco Haviland Ford. Also Terry Lavani. Kenny Wallace, Ricky Rudd, Ward Burton, Rusty Wallace. And the driver change for Jeff Burton is complete. Jeff Burton brings his Ford down the pit lane. Jeff is out of the car now. Todd Bodine is in. That driver change
5: complete here on the pit lane. And the race off pit road is going to be won by Bobby Hamilton. Good pit work for Richard Petty's STP crew. They get him out first. Coming out right behind him will be Ricky Craven. He'll be followed out by Bill Elliott, Rick Mast, and John Andretti. The driver change just affected
3: a moment ago between Jeff Burton and Todd Bodine. Mike Bagley is with Jeff Burton now.
6: Jeff, you just climbed out of your Ford. How are you feeling?
3: Well, I don't feel very good, but uh, I'm only
7: about fifty percent. I just can It's hard for me to focus on any one thing real hard. Uh, we're just making laps, trying to stay out of trouble. And first opportunity we got it to get out of it, I was going to get out of it. I was going to come down pit road anyway, and uh, I'm real glad to hear that caution.
6: That's Jeff Burton. He's climbed from the car, and he's getting ready to go back to the motorhome and get some treatment there. Cleanup
3: uh, just about complete after they've checked the track over. We should be going back green flag racing in just a moment. The CMT 300. Uh, Paul Hostaba is with us, the vice president and general manager of CMT, sponsoring the event today. For folks that might not be familiar, Paul, what is CMT? Well, Alan, CMT is a 24-hour country music video network. Uh, that is in uh, over 40 million homes across the United States. Including mine, and uh, we catch uh, a lot of the latest hits on CMT. You folks had some special guests here with you today as well.
5: Yes, we were fortunate enough to have Miss Jody Messina, curb recor- recording artist, come here and uh, sing the national anthem for us, and I think she did a great job today.
3: What does CMT find when it takes uh, its promotional wares and vehicles and so on out to the race fans? What kind of response you get?
5: Well, you can really tell across the country where the hotbeds are. And uh, this is certainly one of them up in the New Hampshire area. And uh, we have a promotional vehicle out in the vendor area that has been absolutely mobbed.
3: Yeah, all weekend long I've seen uh, crowds gathered around it. Paul, we appreciate you coming by today. And uh, folks looking for CMT on their cable, uh, local cable system, I'm sure we'll appreciate the fact that you've jumped in and sponsored this, uh, this event here in New Hampshire. It's a pleasure to be a part of it. Thank you, Alan. And we appreciate you coming by. Paul Hostaba, the Vice President General Manager of Country Music Television, CMT, sponsoring our 300-miler here
5: today. Getting ready to go back to green. The field was just given the indication a moment ago, and they'll cut him loose on lap number 74. This is the way they'll be lining up uh, directly ahead of the leader, which is Bobby Hamilton, sits Kenny Schrader. He is on the tail end of the lead lap. Getting ready to go back to green as the pace car eases off turn number four. I believe they've just waved off and the restart. Yeah, Barney going to s- go another, another
3: time one. by to get the field doubled up because uh, they didn't get everybody... Positioned properly where they needed to on the restart before uh, the
5: field got to where it needed to on the racetrack. So they're going to run another lap under the caution. Should have about 10 cars. It'll be posted a lap down as they do get ready to go back to green here in just a moment. Again, Bobby Hamilton will be the leader. Ricky Craven will line up in second position. Bill Elliott lines up third, getting ready to go for the green in fourth right now is Rick Mass, John Andretti hangs in there in fifth. Mark Martin will be sixth. Dale Earnhardt seventh. Jeff Gordon eighth. Ernie Irvin ninth. And Kyle Petty back in tenth position. Jeff Bodine is 11th, Jeremy Mayfield will be 12th, 13th Michael Waltrip, 14th is Rusty Wallace, and 15th is Jimmy Spencer. And I look for some of those cars that we haven't seen in the front of the field with that big breakaway in the early going to suddenly get up there and be a factor here in just a minute. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and
3: I will pick the winner of the Raybestos Break of the Race Award, the NASCAR driver with the biggest break, good or bad, during the CMT 300. We'll see $500 donated on their behalf to Racing for Kids magazine to promote education and reading from Raybestos Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. The <laughs> cat so as we get ready to go racing, you've got Ken Schrader on the tail end of the lead lap in front of Bobby Hamilton, the race leader, and the cars of Brett Bodine and Wally back down to the inside of Schrader and Hamilton, trying to
5: get a lap back now. We come to the stripe at lap 75. And the lap cars have the advantage right now. They're down to the inside lane. They come up through the gearbox as a green flag goes in the air and race off to turn number one. All those cars are lap down to the inside going to try and get around Bobby Hamilton.
1: Schrader drives in hard, but drives in so hard, his car pushes up at turn number one. It opens the inside lane for Bobby Bobby Hamilton. So Hamilton now up alongside Schrader as they hit the back straight away.
12: Well, Hamilton diving down to the inside will put Schrader a lap down. Right behind Hamilton is Ricky Craven in the Budweiser Chevrolet. Then Bill Elliott coming up on the outside of Brett Bodine.
3: Hamilton will clear Ken Schrader off of turn number four. Ricky Craven will go down to Schrader's inside as well. Farther back there, three deep. Wally back in Brett Bodine. Two lap cars double wide inside of Rick Mast and John Andretti. John
1: Andretti stuck in the outside lane. He's the one who suffers here, trying to Squeeze back down in that lower groove while race leader Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven take them down the back straight
12: away to three. Front two try to jump away from the field one more time as they go three, even four wide back around the 12th position. Now they funnel it down into the double wide line and it'll be Dale Earnhardt on the outside leading Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin.
5: A lot of those cars really scrambling in that outside groove. They know what a big advantage a moment ago Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven got on the jump when they started the race. They don't want to get caught back there and lose any more ground than they have to. Scrambles on again for the lead in turn two. Hamilton taking it a little bit wide. Ricky Craven gets a real good look down to his inside, but
1: Hamilton gets the better jump off the corner. Here goes Craven, though, diving down low. Ricky Craven drops to the
12: bottom. He's got the hole. He's got the lead. Craven back to the point. Hamilton now back to second. Then the lap car of Kenny Schrader. Another five back to Rick Mast.
3: Rick Mast running in third. Then you've got John Andretti in fourth and Bill Elliott in fifth. Let's update that on his pit stop, Elliott took only right side tires now. So Bill just on two right side tires instead of four fresh ones like everybody else. Fields in one.
1: Elliot working hard though, trying to get by John Andretti. Further back, you've got Mark Martin. He's separated from the front half of the field or at least the front six cars by two left
12: machines. Front two vehicles trying to break away once again. It is Craven and Hamilton, nose to tail into turn number three. Third place automobile Rick Mask as they exit turn four.
3: Ricky Craven has the lead at New Hampshire. Bobby Hamilton trying to get it from him. Pokes the nose of his Pontiac out of the inside as they head for turn one. All you've got to do is grab the inside lane. That's what Hamilton Hamilton does,
1: and it pays off. He takes the lead, coming into turn number one, and leads the way by two car lengths over Craven on the back straightaway. It's been a two-man dance at the front all afternoon long. Now it's
12: Bobby Hamilton calling the step once again. He's got two car lengths in hand over Craven. Then the lap car of Kenny Schrader. Another two back to John Andretti.
5: John Andretti may get up there very shortly and make this a three-way battle for the lead. He's got a real good handling race car after that last round of pit stops.
3: 84 laps complete in the CMT 300 at New Hampshire International Speedway. Bobby Hamilton out in front of the event by two car lengths over Ricky Craven. John Andretti has taken third away from Rick Mast a couple of laps ago. Now he's cleared the lap car of Ken Schrader and is trying to close in on the front two. Andretti having a strong run here today. Jeff Bodine runs in, uh, excuse me, uh, Rick Mast runs in fourth. It is uh, Bill Elliott in fifth. You've got Mark Martin now holding down the sixth position. And then from seventh on back, a group of uh, about four or five cars mixed in and among some lap traffic, including Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, and Dale Earnhardt racing there along with Kyle Petty and then Jeff Bodine. So that is the way the front of the field
5: stacks up now as we close in on the one-third point of the race. Earnhardt lost a couple of spots a moment ago, went down the back straightaway up into the corner. Car kicked up a little bit and a couple of guys got underneath him, but that's where the real scramble's going on from Jeff Gordon on back for the moment. Ernie Irvin is working all over Jeff Gordon. Earnhardt's in the mix of that thing also. Kyle Petty still having a good run here and a moment ago was the early 20 or 25 laps of the race. It was a two-car breakaway. Very definitely a big gap back to the third-place car. John Andretti has chopped that down now to about eight or ten car lengths. In fact, Rick Mass can get up there. He's less than a second and a half behind the front three also as he works out of the corner. Mark Martin suddenly becomes a player. Bill Elliott's very much into things. Just about a half a straightaway between first and fifth position as they go back to turn one.
1: Good racing continuing from the seventh spot on back. Jeff Gordon has worked his way up to seventh and having to deal with lap traffic all the way. He's got Ernie Irvin just behind him. Dale Earnhardt is there. You mentioned Kyle Petty. He's in that mix too. Again, along with several lap cars. They head for turn three.
12: And making it even more interesting, Joe, the lap traffic is not that far off the pace of the lead lap, auto. So it's one big gang war right now for position. Down to the inside, it's Jeff Gordon moving
3: underneath Kenny Schrader. Gordon trying to get around Schrader, who had the misfortune of coming down pit road under the green flag at lap 67. When the caution came out, it caught him at the tail end of the lead lap. He has since been bypassed by the race leaders on the restart. Just ahead of them, Bill Elliott and Mark Martin racing for the fifth position, so that beginning to close up as well, as things from uh, fourth and fifth or so on back really very tight at this point. Got to be impressed with the early runs, though, of Ricky Craven and Bobby Hamilton, as well as John Andretti. Those have been the top three cars for most of the distance of this event. Craven's machine spending uh, time out in front from lap four to lap 64. Very much uh, one of the better runs we've seen the Budweiser team have in this 1997 season thus far. Let's get out of their pit and find out what they're thinking as we approach the 100-lap mark.
8: Well, Andy Graves up here on the war wagon inside the uh, the pit area, see if we can get a comment from him. Andy, the car had gotten just a little bit loose before the pitch stop. How about the adjustment, and what's Ricky saying about the car now? Uh, he said the
10: car's pretty good. We just adjusted a little bit of air pressure, and uh, he really likes the car right now. It's just a long race. Does
8: that give you any Does that give you any concern, long range, that the car's better on short runs?
10: No, not really. I, I tell you, I don't really think anybody was catching us there other than Bobby in the 98 before, so uh, we'll
8: just have to see how it plays out. That's uh, Andy Graves, the crew chief on the car. He's not very concerned about how the car might be on long runs. He doesn't feel like anybody else is pushing their car nearly as much as their team, John Andretti's team, and Bobby Hamilton It was just a little bit loose early on made an air pressure adjustment, and Ricky happy without the cars right now.
3: Ricky has led more laps today already than he had led for the entire 1997 season thus far. Coming into today's event, he had led seven different races, a total of 49
5: laps. He's already been in, out in front by better than 65 laps in this race today. Good run for him here, and that team really needs that. 91 laps are on the scoreboard, still a close scram for the lead about a car length between the front two, and some furious racing going out a little further back in the pack. One of the most impressive cars we've watched since they put them under green has been that of Ernie Irvin. He's continued to work his way to the front of the field after starting way at the back. Currently he is all the way up to 8th position. Let's see if Mike Bagley's in his pit.
6: Yeah, we've stepped into the Texaco Haviland pit uh, caught up with crew chief Mark Reno. Mark, you started dead last. You're up to 8th now. What's Ernie saying about the car? Well, we've been a little bit of tight on the first run. The car's really been good all weekend. we uh, only had two bad laps since we've been here. Unfortunately, it was both our qualifying laps. But uh, he's doing an excellent job of coming up. And uh, we stand a good chance of winning, even coming from that far back. That's Mark Reno. Everything very low key in this pit. Matter of fact, Mark just standing around, got a couple rage, just sitting back, relaxing, watching Ernie do all the work.
3: Ernie running in 8th position right now. Mark Martin on the move just took a position away from Bill Elliott. That would be the 5th spot. Now Elliott going to feel a challenge for that position off of turn number 4 as Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin both look to occupy the inside lane underneath him. Elliott will be pushed to the outside line as they work back to the corner. Gordon
1: Chevrolet dicks down hard to the inside. He'll get by Bill Elliott. The door left open. Here's Ernie Irvin as well on the march. He slides to the inside of Elliott. He'll grab the 7th position.
12: Down on the inside, driving underneath is Jeff Gordon, right behind him, Ernie Irvin. Bill Elliott not having any more luck in that outside lane than anybody else has had this afternoon in New
3: Hampshire. Lap 99 of the CMT 300 complete here at New Hampshire International Speedway. More shuffling on the backside of the top five. Ernie Irvin has just taken fifth spot away from Rick Mast, so put Ernie after starting at the back of the field and feeling somewhat under the weather today, all the way up now into the top five, just a third of the way into the distance. Time for us to get a look at the rundown and see where you Your favorite driver is positioned at this point as Bobby Hamilton does come
5: off the corner and complete lap 100. Bobby Hamilton is the leader right now. Ricky Craven hangs in there in second. John Andretti third. Mark Martin is fourth. Ernie Irvin still in there in fifth as Alan said. Sixth is Rick Mass. Seventh is Jeff Gordon. Eighth will be Dale Earnhardt. Bill Elliott still in ninth. Tenth will be Kyle Petty. Jeff Bodine very solidly in 11th position. Jeremy Mayfield having a good run. He is 12th. Rusty Wallace beginning to move up. A lot of people figured that Rusty would be a factor before the day is over, and I think he will be, too. He's 13th for the moment. 14th is Hut Strickland. Ted Musgrave is 15th. Dale Jarrett, 16th. Steve Grissom, 17th. 18th is Jimmy Spencer. 19th would be Joe Nemechek, and making up the top 20 is Bobby Labonte. We're talking about uh, Ernie Irvin, not feeling too well and being a little bit under the weather. i got a feeling every time he advances one spot, he feels just a little bit better.
3: Absolutely. When he uh, got this race started, he certainly put his uh, under-the-weather feelings out of his mind and is focused on getting the job done today, especially with as good a race car as he's got. That's not hurting anything as well. Gave you the top 20. Let's go a little bit farther back. Michael Waltrip is 21st. Derek Cope, 22nd. Ward Burton, 23rd. Mike Skinner, 24th. And Terry Labonte, 25th. Lake Speed is 26th, Ricky Rudd 27th, Johnny Benson 28th, Robbie Gordon 29th, Kenny Wallace 30th, Dick Trickle 31st, Todd Bodine in relief of Jeff Burton in 32nd, David Green's the last car on the lead lap, he is 33rd. A lap down in 34th is Brett Bodine, Chad Little is 35th, Ken Schrader 36th, Jeff Green 37th, Wally Dallenbach 38th, Sterling Marlin 39th, and Dave Mark is 40th, got Robert Presley at 41st, Darrell Waltrip in 42nd, and Gary Bradbury in 43rd position. All 43 starters still on the racetrack only had one caution flag. Back at lap 68 when Jeff Bodine got spun around in turn two, didn't hit anything and continued on and is running in the 11th position at this point. And five lead changes among three different drivers. The story of the event after Ken Schrader, the bush pole sitter led the first two laps. It was Bobby Hamilton leading lap three, then Ricky Craven laps four to 64. Hamilton bypassed him again at lap 65, led until lap 77. Then it was Craven back out in front for a handful of and Hamilton retook the lead from him. You get the picture. Hamilton and Craven, the story of the early going in the CMT 300. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Dale Earnhardt fans, don't miss the 11th annual Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet Open House in Newton, North Carolina, on Monday, September 29th. Make your plans to attend this exciting event with festivities including Dale Earnhardt, Ron Hornaday, Steve Park, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. autograph sessions, show cars, Sports Image souvenir trailers, a fan club sign-up, door prizes, and more. And if you'd like more information, call Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet at 888-333-DALE. That's 888-333-3253.
5: Should be easy to remember. Heck of a scramble going on right now for fourth place. Ernie Irvin took it away just a moment ago. Mark Martin's a couple of car lengths behind him, followed by Jeff Gordon. That battle's over in turn three.
12: Ernie Irvin's got it, but Martin and Gordon want it. So far, Ernie's got about a two-car length advantage, but drifts a little high in three, and he gives
3: half of that away work their way off of the corner now, down to the start finish line, it is Irvin, a couple of car lengths in front of Martin, a couple of car lengths in front of Jeff Gordon, these drivers racing for fourth, fifth, and sixth, back to one single file coming back to the turn, two laps ago, Irvin had a close call
1: here in turn one, came in, not really racing alongside anybody, maybe just a moment of lapse in concentration, but his car just shot up the bank and he went way wide and it opened the inside lane, luckily for him, Mark and Jeff Gordon weren't close enough to capitalize, he hangs on to the fourth
5: spot for now works his way off turn number four and back into the front straightaway. Mark Martin has lost about two car lengths that time around. We're looking a little further back in the field. Jimmy Spencer, that group he was in a moment ago, having some pretty hard battles going on between themselves in that pack of traffic a little bit further back in the field. Jimmy comes out of turn number four ahead of Bobby Lavani and Michael Waldrop and Derek Cope and Ward Burton. They're all running for position. Let's follow them over to turn two.
1: Spencer had a little skirmish as well. Several laps back. Joe Niemicek was trying to get by him. They crunched some sheet metal. Spencer came out with the best as Niemicek lost about five positions. And Jimmy Spencer's got black
12: tire donuts all the way down the right-hand side door on the camel Ford, but
3: that's nothing new for Jimmy. He just picks up the battle and Keeps on trucking. Spencer running right now in the 18th position with Bobby Labonte in 19th and Michael Waltrip behind him in 20th spot. Surprised Dale Jarrett hasn't made a stronger move toward the front in the early going of this race, Bart. He's in 15th position now after starting the race in the 19th spot. Really felt like after watching the happy hour practice yesterday afternoon, he would have something to come to the front and be a factor. Right now, he hasn't been anything close to that.
5: Yeah, even talking to him in the pre-race a little bit earlier today, you could almost hear in his voice that we're going to come to the front in a hurry. But he's still got plenty of time to get it done. The car, not all that bad, but not all that good either to get up there for the moment. Just 110 laps are in the CMT 300 as they continue to work their way around here. Good run today for Dale Earnhardt. He's hanging in there pretty solid right now in seventh position, and I believe Mike Bagley has stepped into his pit. Larry McReynolds right now working the
6: stopwatches. Larry, you're having a good run today. How's Dale saying about the car? I didn't really hear what you're saying, but, you know, right now we're pretty good. He's about even with the leader when both of them's
1: in open drafting. We're just trying to watch some laps wind down, not slide the tires
6: front or rear, and just see if we can be there at the end of this thing has a good front row seat on that battle for 4th, 5th, and 6th, and Larry McReynolds just indicated that he's closing in on that battle.
3: And the race uh, has changed positions there. Had, uh, some of the positions have. Jeff Gordon just got around Mark Martin and picked up the 5th spot, kicking Mark back to 6th, just in front of Dale Earnhardt, who is in 7th. The top 5, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven, John Andretti, Ernie Irvin, and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Hamilton, the race leader, has just caught 33rd place David Green and put the Caterpillar Chevy a lap down Hamilton and Ricky Craven, the dominant drivers, in the first third of the CMT300 at New Hampshire International Speedway. Live coverage on Motor Racing Network today. This broadcast of the CMT300 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the New Hampshire International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the expressed written consent of NASCAR and MRN Radio
5: is prohibited. Well, now the best race on the Speedway will be back for about eighth or ninth position. That's where Jeff Bodine and Jeremy Mayfield go at it down in turn one.
1: That's uh, causing a little bit of problem there for Jeff Bodine. His brother Brett is just ahead. Brett not being on the lead lap, but still trying to protect his position. Jeff can't get by him. That's allowing Mayfield to close in on Jeff.
12: Brett Bodine gets a good pull off corner number two, and that forces Jeff to stay in single file. Now he'll dive low down below the yellow line in three, and he'll get the job done.
3: Jeff Bodine running in the 11th spot. Jeremy Mayfield in 12th. Rusty Wallace closing on them from behind in 13th and a pretty good distance back to Ted Musgrave and Dale Jarrett in 14th and 15th. Let's follow that race back to the corner.
1: Mayfield finally clears the lap car. Brett Modine, Rusty Wallace tried to make the same move, but Brett slammed the door. He'll have to wait. Now Jeff swings wide to get back around Mayfield off two.
12: Down the back straightaway, diving down to the inside. Here comes Rusty Wallace. He'll blow away Brett Bodine. So now it's Jeff Bodine, Mayfield, and Rusty Wallace knows to tale.
5: Rusty's car seems to get a little bit stronger on the longer runs also. All of a sudden when they put him back under green a moment ago, he just kind of lagged uh, pretty much, you might say, held what he had on the racetrack. After about ten laps he started picking them off one by one. Getting a little bit stronger. He's still in the thick of that battle over in turn two.
1: Rusty knocking on the door. Jeremy Mayfield trying to find a way to get by him. Looks to
5: the outside. Sees that's not the way to get
1: it done. He'll fall in behind and follow the tire tracks to turn three. Wallace took it all the way to the outside, retaining
12: just inches off the concrete through two then tried to look to the inside, but Mayfield had the road
3: covered. Rusty running in 13th, trying to get 12th away from Jeremy Mayfield. He will run about a car length off his back deck at this point. Best race on the Speedway is from Bobby Labonigan, 19th spot all the way back to Dave Marcus Uh Dave is not on the lead lap. How about to Todd Bodine who is running in the 32nd spot? All of those drivers on the lead lap and all bunched up tightly together and the problem they've got is that the leaders are closing in behind them. They can't afford to fall too much farther back or they're going to be in a world of hurt as far as trying to stay on the lead lap. So that is the kind of pace that Bobby Hamilton is setting at this point in the race, but the uh, 19th place driver all the way back to 32nd all bunched up tightly
5: together with some lap cars mixed in and among them. Tell you what, Bobby Labonte, uh, they've been trying to get their their act together, I guess is the Best way to put it in the last eight or nine races. Bobby's had some good runs this season, but they haven't had the finishes they've had for the last couple of years. Bobby right now looks back in the rearview mirror. He's going to have a lot of company, as we said just in a minute. He's over in turn two. Working
1: with about a dozen cars just behind
5: him off turn number
12: two. They hit the back straightaway. They're not in imminent danger of being put a lap down right now, but it's enough of a concern to make them drive it a little bit harder right now. It's Labani then two car lengths back to Michael Waltrip. Another two to the Derek Cope Pontiac.
3: Bill Elliott running in the ninth position right now. Remember, back of the pit stops at lap 69, he only took right side tires. Came off of pit road, what, second or third at that point, and has now fallen back to ninth. So can he stay up in the lead group until we get to the next round of pit stops and make those left sides go all that way? Jim Phillips is down on the McDonald's team pit.
9: Mike Bain is crew chief. Mike, you only took two tires that last time. It doesn't seem to have hurt you that bad.
10: No, you we started to the race a bunch thing like stuff this morning we weren't really happy with the car, but it's okay, but it's going to bite us here in a little bit, I believe, because, you know, some of these guys, they'll take two, we're going to have to put four on sometimes. First race to win almost 200 laps and laps, but, you know the cars, it's decent. But you know we need to win a race next week.
9: That's Mike, me crew chief for Bill Elliott. They know that uh, this gamble might not pay off a little bit later. They need a caution flag to happen not too far down
5: the road from now. Well, maybe they'll get one and it will go in their favor. The caution flag a moment ago did not go in the favor of Kenny Schrader. Schrader, who started on the bush pole, has now fallen all the way back toward the tail end of the field. We're kind of looking to see where he is, about 37th position. Schrader, uh, that team has really turned around in recent weeks. He's had more than their share of bad luck for the last several years. Hasn't won a race in a long, long time, as we talked about. I had a long conversation with Kenny the other day, and he said a lot of people feel like that i've given up as far as in this business that i'm just out there riding around collecting a paycheck but he assured me that's not the case yeah i
10: mean if i was just wanting to take a ride you know i, I we probably wouldn't have made the changes we'd made uh, this year you know as far as uh, security and stuff i mean we were fairly fairly secure over there uh, you know had nine real good years there's there a lot of good friends over there but uh you know the opportunity to come work with andy is uh something that that i wanted to jump on and uh yeah, you're right. I mean 100%. I mean I just win take now would Yeah. win now, I mean more more than ever. They can keep the damn money. I don't care about that. I don't think I don't think any of us do out here. That's a that's a nice uh, side benefit to forgetting to do something that we
5: would pay to do anyway. And, Alan, you know that if you're a racer, I guess that's the way all these guys feel. Everybody that you've ever talked to that really wants to get out there and beat everybody that's in the field. They don't want to settle for second or third or fourth or they want to win. And I think half these guys, if they still did not make the money that they make today, if they worked at the service station, they'd take that money they made and go racing on the weekend if they could. They're just that dedicated to it. Same goes for the guys that work and build
3: these cars, work on and build them, Barney. What they're here for is to compete and to win. There are certainly um, other jobs that they could have a whole lot more free time and a whole lot more life to themselves than being on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit affords. But what they are here for is to compete and to win. And if they're not, then they do need to do something else because it's not going to help you get to victory lane if you if you've got. Uh, uh, that kind of an attitude And, and so that's why these people are the best that they are they have that burning desire to go to victory lane from the driver all the way down to the owner and the people that are building and putting their race cars together and servicing them on pit stops and so on they are competitors and that is what separates them from a lot of other people they are here
5: strictly to compete Tim Brewer used to, I guess, sum that up best. Tim said, you show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. And that may be true. Very interesting. Ernie Irvin has just taken third
3: spot away from John Andretti. Joe Moore, Irvin continuing to look very impressive.
1: Irvin having a very good handling car at this stage of the race, able to pick his lane and work his way by, plus being very patient. Remember, after starting at the tail end of the field this afternoon, not getting in any skirmishes so far, that certainly says he's been using a lot of patience at this stage of the race to have no marks on the
3: side of his car and to be running as well as he is up now in the third spot. We have a new leader in the CMT 300. Ricky Craven just drove under Bobby Hamilton, leaving turn number two a lap and a half ago. So Craven is back out in front at lap 130. Hamilton is second. Ernie Irvin, a very rapidly closing third, with John Andretti fourth and Jeff Gordon right there in a tight fifth position as well. From the New Hampshire International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
13: Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job, Hard dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength.
14: Amen. Mm-hmm.
3: Ernie Irvin's march toward the front of the CMT 300 continues as he's taken second spot away from Bobby Hamilton. Now just a couple of car lengths behind race leader Ricky Craven. They all go back to turn one. Irvin works lap traffic, pulls up alongside Dave Marcus, races alongside him
1: for a while. That allows Ricky Craven to kind of move away by several more car lengths. Irvin now on the move as he clears the Marcus car off turn two.
12: Down the back straight away. Craven the leader. In second it's Ernie Irvin and a close call for Bobby Hamilton and he is off the pace. He went Way high in turn number two. He drifts high to the outside. He may have a tire down on the STP Pontiac.
5: Bobby's got some kind of serious problem, that's for sure. He went way up in the groove. Now a lot of cars have driven around him. We watch him pass here at the start-finish line. Let's see if he will be heading to pit road here maybe next time around. Take a look at him, Joe, down in turn one.
1: Coming into the corner, he allows the lap car of David Green to bypass him. Here's the STP Pontiac. The right side looks okay, but well off the pace. Now as he exits
12: turn two. Bobby Hamilton just tiptoeing his way through the corner. That car just completely jumped out of the groove last time around. I think Hamilton must have thought he had a flat tire. This time around, he's back on pace
3: in turn three. Uh, Bobby maybe just kind of tiptoeing around for a lap or so to try and feel it out. We'll check pit road in a moment first. Let's follow the race for the lead. Ernie Irvin has caught. Ricky Craven in one. Coming
1: into turn one, and Irvin drives it in hard. Looks to the outside. Meanwhile, Craven boxed in behind Bush Pole winner Ken Schrader. He'll make his move down to the inside. Craven driving underneath Schrader. Irvin
12: dogging his tracks down the back straightaway into turn number three. He won't have room to make the challenge this time. It continues to be
5: Craven and Irvin, one and two. Ernie very patiently working this traffic around here. He's run the leader down, hasn't put the car in any jeopardy all day long, doesn't want to do it right now. They're waiting for a little more clear sailing. He falls back one car length in turn one.
1: He'll follow the tire tracks of Ricky Craven, this time coming back to the turn. There are some lap cars ahead. They'll be catching in another lap or two for now. Two car lengths between Craven and Ernie Irvin. Two excellent hand- handling race cars
12: just shadowing each other down the back straightaway. Ricky Craven holding on to the lead. We'll We'll come up on the Robbie
3: Gordon machine. Next to go a lap down. Jeff Gordon has gotten by John Andretti and taken over the third spot. Bobby Hamilton falling back now to the seventh position. Let's check in the STP pit and see what the problem was there a couple of laps ago. That's Robbie Lewis. Robbie, what's the
8: problem? We got real loose on that set of tires right there at the end. We're going to have to pit here for long.
10: We didn't. He said it got just real loose on him and he's just taking it easy right now. But he didn't feel the vibration. Yeah, he felt the vibration, but it's, it's gone away right now. I don't know. you know. When it gets loose, it'll
9: take a vibration. All right. It is Kenny Trader's back in the pits with his uh, skull Chevrolet. They're changing right side tires. They're going to make a chassis adjustment. The car has been loose. They are going to uh, make a spring rubber, a rubber adjustment, but this is a green flag stop, and they probably won't. They're just uh, making the adjustment on the rear of the car. So well, Hamilton's car,
3: going back to his story, the car is loose. Motor Racing Network at the New Hampshire International Speedway with live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, running the CMT 300 on the Magic Mile this afternoon. We're closing in at the halfway point of the event. Watch it a pretty good tussle for the race lead between Ricky Craven and Ernie Irvin. Alan Bestwick here along with Barney Hall, Joe Moore, and Dave Moody covering the turns for us today. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley in the pit and garage areas. Only one caution has slowed the event through its first half. And right now, Ernie Irvin trying to become the fourth different driver to lead the event. Ken Schrader, the Bush pole sitter. Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven, the only three that have been out in front so far.
5: And there's going to be a third car in the equation all of a sudden. Jeff Gordon, who's uh, shown a lot of patience in the early going. His car beginning to get around this racetrack about as well as anyone. He's only a couple of car lengths behind the leaders in turn three. Ricky Craven just now coming up on the Robbie Gordon machine. Gordon in turn trying to chase
3: down Gary Bradbury. So Craven now is going to have to pick his way past a couple of slower cars heading for one. Looks down to the inside. Robbie Gordon moves down to block. Gordon and side by side with Gary Bradbury in front of Craven.
1: Race leader looking for a lane to open up. You'll see the inside now as Robbie Gordon gets by Gary Bradbury. Ricky Craven falls in line. Running is buffered as Irvin and Jeff
12: Gordon. Midway on the back straightaway. Craven still trying to chase Robbie Gordon, but Gordon breaks away by two cars so it is Craven, Ernie Irvin, and Jeff Gordon, one, two, three.
5: Just about a car link between the front three. A moment ago, Mark Martin got around John Andretti to take over the fourth position. Mark trying to close in and make it a four-way battle right now. He's only about a second behind the front three. They're back in turn two. Front three work their way back to turn number one, hugging the inside line, still following Robbie
1: Gordon. He's just ahead for Craven. Ernie Irvin waiting to see which way Craven goes, and Jeff Gordon waiting to see which lane will open up for him. Craven drafting right on the back bumper of Robbie
12: Gordon. But again, the course Chevrolet holds him off into turn number three. It is Craven, the leader, still looking for a way past the slower car.
3: Six laps to halfway as they come to the start-finish line. Here is Ernie Irvin looking down to the inside of Ricky Craven. Craven moves low to block. He will successfully hold off Irvin's run for now. Irvin quickly gets back in line because Jeff Gordon is there to
1: take advantage if he gets up out of the inside lane. Here now Gordon goes after Ernie Irvin for second. Down on the inside, it's Jeff Gordon going for the runner-up position. They are dead even. Midway on the back
12: straightaway. Gordon with the inside
5: line will take it over in turn number three. Jeff got a good run down the back straightaway. Didn't lift going into the corner, thus able to get around Ernie Irvin. Now the deal is can he run him down and get around Ricky Craven to pick up a little $10,000 pocket change here at the halfway point by leading the Gatorade Front Runner Award. Let's follow that battle back to turn one. Also
1: the second place battle. Ricky Craven able to drive away a little bit, but a very little bit. Only about three
5: car lengths. His lead
12: now over second place, Jeff Gordon. Craven down the back straightaway, still just following Robbie Gordon, who's begun to draw away a bit. Craven paying more attention to the rear view mirror than the man in front of him right now.
3: It is full of rainbow. It is Jeff Gordon along with Ernie Irvin right behind. Race leader Ricky Craven as they come down to the start-finish line. Lap 146 goes on the board. Four laps to halfway. Craven out in front with his teammate right behind him.
1: Nose to tail coming back into the corner. A couple of Chevrolets with the Ford of Ernie Irvin just behind. Then Mark Martin Martin's Ford beginning to close in as well as John Andretti's. They're all single file in the back straightaway. And here comes Gordon diving
12: down to the inside. He's got a wheel inside. Craven as they race for three, but Ricky Craven shuts him down and he'll hold him off this time.
5: Ricky does a good job of driving the last eight or ten laps to use every bit of that race car, to use up the lanes, make that car as wide as he could. Gordon takes a look down to the inside at the start-finish line. Let's see if he keeps the run going in turn one.
1: Again, Ricky Craven defensive of that inside line, slams the door down to the inside. Gordon forced to fall back in line behind him, and now Irvin becomes a third player in this battle again. Jeff Gordon is quicker coming off the
12: corners. That enables him to get inside of Ricky Craven. The Craven, in turn, able to drive it in a car length or two deeper. It continues to be Craven Craven, the leader. Gordon in second. Ernie
3: Irvin looking low in third. All those drivers, nose to tail, funneling up off of four as Wally Dallenbach goes to pit road for a stop. Two laps from halfway. Here's Gordon poking a fender up inside Craven. He'll give way, though, and Ricky will hold the lead. Ricky Craven again slams the door. Comes down to the inside as they enter turn number one. He'll
1: hug the inside line, working his way off to this is where Gordon sees the opening underneath Ricky
12: Craven. Best racing of the day for the lead, and it's Jeff Gordon on the attack one more time. This time he's dead even into three. New leader. Jeff Gordon on the inside.
5: Jeff Gordon's made a run three straight laps around down the back straightaway. This time he makes it pay off as he has just taken the lead. We're one lap away from the halfway point and Gordon on his way maybe to collecting $10,000. Four cars still got to scramble at it. They're back in one. Gordon worked
1: his way into the corner. He's got a car length of the lead now over Ricky Craven. Craven feeling the heat from Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin and a fast closing John Andretti. They're on the back straightaway. If Craven's going to hit the comeback trail, he's going to have to do it in a hurry as Gordon
12: now has drawn away to a three car length lead. Craven in second. Irvin right on his back bumper in third. Not for long. Here's Irvin to the bottom for second place.
3: Ernie Irvin will draw alongside Ricky Craven off of four. While at the stripe, Jeff Gordon sees the crossed flags. We are halfway through the CMT 300, and Jeff Gordon collects $10,000 from Gatorade, the official sports beverage of NASCAR, as winner of today's Gatorade Front Runner Award. Now that race for second gets even a little hotter as it exits turn two.
12: Down on the inside, Ricky Craven now is falling back. This is the furthest back in the pack he's been all day, and that's only fourth place. As Mark Martin drives it to the inside, he'll take over the number three spot.
5: Ricky Craven might have just used the tires up on that car. It won't stick at the bottom of the racetrack, and thus he has lost three positions here in the last three or four laps around. Schedule pit stops beginning to take place. A couple of cars on pit road a moment ago. Here comes John Andretti and Sterling Marlin. Jeff Gordon takes over the lead in the CMT 300 for the first time, just a lap
3: before halfway. Gordon out in front of Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, Ricky Craven, and Dale Earnhardt. That is the top five Some members of the top five dropping onto pit lane for green flag stops just past halfway of the CMT 300. Ernie Irvin was in a moment ago. Ricky Craven in. Bobby Hamilton has been in on pit road. Here is Terry Labonte in. Also, Bill Elliott is in. Todd Bodine is in. Steve Grissom. John Andretti has been in. Let's go and cover stops. First, we go to Jim Phillips.
9: Well, we've got a different spectrum of this in. Bobby Hamilton was in on lap 148. Did four tires at 19.1. John Andretti came in on lap 148. 151, 31.9 on the stop for ready. They had an air range problem. Bill Eldon is in right now. Behind him is Bobby Labonte. We're getting four tires and gasoline. Here comes uh, Jeff Gordon in. We're on lap 157. Gordon's Rainbow Warriors around to the right side. The pit board is out for
8: Mark Martin's crew. Left side tires now getting ready for Jeff Gordon. out of Winston Kelly. Ricky Craven was in just a couple of laps ago on lap 156. He got four tires, had a slight chassis adjustment, their car continues to get loose on the long run, 19.16 seconds. Now Jeremy Mayfield completes the four-tire stop. Their car's been very good on the long run.
6: Now to Mike Bagley. Rusty Wallace was the first car in on lap 148. Others in included Ward Burton, also Ricky Rudd. Kenny Wallace has been in, also Chad Little, Terry Labonte. Todd Bodine substitute driving for Jeff Burton. Dale Earnhardt was in for routine service. A great pit stop there. 18.20 seconds for Dale Earnhardt. Right now, Robert Cresley is on this end of pit road.
5: All these stops coming under green flag conditions. They are scheduled pit stops. Michael Walter brings his car in. Johnny Benson is on pit road. Jeff Bodine still being attended to. And here comes Rick Mast, who would have been the leader. He gives up the lead to make his scheduled pit stop right now. These are all coming uh, at lap 159 for the group of cars that are on pit road for the moment. Let's go down quickly to Jim Phillips.
9: Here comes Rick Mast in. Mark Martin has just left his pit stall. He got four tires and filled her up with gasoline. Also in the pits a little bit earlier, Jeff Gordon, he got four tires and gasoline. A chassis adjustment for Rick Mast. They said his car was just a little bit tight, so they take a of wedge out on the right side. Left side tires now going on the Remington Ford
3: of Rick Mast. Maybe Spencer led for a lap. Now he comes down pit road and the Camel Ford at lap one sixty. So Spencer leads a lap and then gives it up for a pit stop. Should hand the lead back over to Jeff Gordon. Let's cover Jimmy Spencer's stop.
6: Donnie Wingo and the boys go around to the right side of the car, putting Goodyear Eagle tires on there. No chassis adjustments. The tires are changed on the right side. Now the crew stampers around to the left. Unical racing gasoline going in the car, waiting for the jack to fall and Jimmy to go back out onto the racetrack. They put the left side Goodyear Eagles on. 19.50 seconds. The time for the stop for Jimmy Spencer.
5: That'll just about get most of the guys uh, that would have been coming in to make this pit stop and kind of recycle the field around at lap 161. Jeff Gordon goes back into the lead. Ernie Irvin will trail him by about a half a straightaway as Jeff crosses the start finish line right now. Coming off turn number four will be Ernie Irvin trying to get around some lap traffic and get back up there. Mark Martin comes out third right behind him. That's going to be a pretty tough battle back in turn one. Let's follow it.
1: Ernie Irvin again the second place man falls in line behind Mike Skinner just behind him Mark Martin looking for an opening you got Ricky Craven as well beginning to close in on Martin's rear deck the advantage on pit stops
12: clearly goes to Jeff Gordon as he's got a good advantage now but that battle continues to rage behind him it's Irvin all over the back bumper of Mike Skinner now will make the move to the inside off four
3: Jeff Gordon's crew definitely got him a huge advantage off the pit road how about five seconds of a lead now Gordon over Ernie Irvin Mark Martin running right there with Ernie in his tire tracks in third. Ricky Craven just a couple of car lengths back in fourth. And then you've got uh, maybe a second and a half or so to Bobby Hamilton in fifth. Dale Earnhardt is sixth. Jeremy Mayfield is up to seventh. Bill Elliott is eighth. Dale Jarrett is ninth now. And Ted Musgrave is tenth. As we cycle you through the leaderboard after the pit stops, eleventh would be Rick Mast. Kyle Petty, twelfth. Jeff Bodine, thirteenth. John Andretti, fourteenth. And Steve Grissom, fifteenth. Sixteenth is Rusty Wallace. Seventeenth position belongs to the uh, Jeff Burton Todd Bodine combination. Derek Cope runs 18th, Terry Labonte 19th, and now Jimmy Spencer is 20th. 21st is Hut Strickland, Bobby Labonte is 22nd, Johnny Benson 23rd, Ricky Rudd 24th, and Joni Macek 25th. With Michael Waltrip and Kenny Wallace in 26th and 27th, the last cars on the lead lap. Running a lap down in 28th is Ward Burton, Dick Trickle is 29th, 30th is Lake Speed, David Green is 31st, Mike Skinner 32nd, Robbie Gordon 33rd, Jeff Green 34th, and Brett Bodine 35th. You've got uh, Chad Little in 36th, and then Dave Marcus, two laps down in 37th. Sterling Marlin, 38th. Wally Dallin back, 39th. Ken Schrader, 40th. Darrell Waltrip, 41st. Robert Presley, 42nd. And Gary Bradbury in 43rd position. Jeff Bodine just got sent for a spin off of turn number two. No caution flag. Joe Moore, what happened? Just got uh,
1: tangled up in some lap traffic. Steve Grissom was there along with Rusty Wallace. Jeff was trying to pick his way behind some of the lap traffic. got squeezed down to the inside and spun around in the same spot where he spun earlier in the race. He continues
3: on like some contact between Jeff and Kyle Petty. Kyle running in the 12th position in pretty tight quarters there and we do remain under green with Jeff Bodine dropping all the way back to the 20th position at this point though still on the lead lap. Jeff Gordon gets a boost from his pit crew on a set of green flag stops and gets a five second lead on the field as we welcome you back to New Hampshire International Speedway, Gordon out in front of Ernie Irvin by 4.8 seconds to be specific, and Mark Martin, the third-place driver, by 5.3 seconds with Ricky Craven and Bobby Hamilton making up the rest of the top five. Jeremy Mayfield has just taken sixth spot away from Dale Earnhardt, who falls now to seventh. Bill Elliott runs in eighth. Dale Jarrett is ninth. Ted Musgrave rounds out your top ten. You've got to tip your cap to the Rainbow Warriors and the excellent pit work, Barney, and as well as the driver for getting in and out of the pits as swiftly as uh, a because he has certainly
5: uh, gone from being just barely ahead at the halfway flag to having a big lead as a result of those stops. Tell you what, that's put Jeff in victory lane several times this year. Is good pit work. He did it a few weeks ago at Darlington, although uh, a couple other guys had some problems in the pits. They d- did not, got out, and, of course, won the Winston Million down there. Right now, he's threatening to put down the 26th and 27th place cars a lap down. Jeff Gordon is. That'll be Kenny Wallace and Michael Waltrip directly ahead in front of Joe Moore in turn two.
1: Having a hard time getting by that traffic. He's got about five cars just ahead. The first one to deal with is Kenny Wallace. And so far, he's been unable to get around Kenny
12: Wallace. In front of Wallace will be the Brett Bodine automobile. In front of Bodine, Michael Waltrip. Finally, Gordon finds a hole to the inside, punches his way under Wallace.
3: Kenny Wallace, the 27th place driver, now goes one lap down. Farther back, Jeremy Mayfield on the move. Slides underneath Bobby Hamilton and grabs the fifth position away. So a fine afternoon for the Crenifus uh, Haas racing team. Mayfield starting in 27th position. His best finish here in New Hampshire, 17th. Not Ben, one of his better racetracks. He is, though, having a good effort here today. Mayfield got a little ground to make up before he will be able to catch Ricky Craven. The uh, next position ahead of him, Ricky running in fourth spot now, is about three seconds ahead of Jeremy Mayfield, uh, along with some lap cars, so he's got a little distance before he's going to be able to gain on uh, those drivers. Farther back, though, a pretty good race for position. Between now Dale Earnhardt and Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton holding on to the sixth spot. Earnhardt in seventh, going to try and get him there. And then you've got Dale Jarrett, Bill Elliott, and Ted Musgrave racing for a spot behind them.
1: Musgrave's down to the inside of Bill Elliott. Side by side at the end of the front straightaway but again the inside lane pays off and Musgrave able to get by Bill Elliott and grab the spot.
5: Work their way down the back straightaway right now. Again let's pick up that scramble that's going on between Bobby Hamilton and Dale Earnhardt. That's the tightest one on the racetrack. Earnhardt gets within a couple of feet of his bumper out of turn number four, tries to get an inside run on him, won't be able to do it, now decides to put the move on him in turn number one, he's there, can he get around in turn one?
1: Racing for the sixth position here, Dale Earnhardt seems to get the good line, he dives down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton, he'll grab the spot, Hamilton falls in line as they exit turn two. So
12: Earnhardt picks up the spot as they race the back straightaway, Hamilton can do nothing but just following his tire
3: tracks into turn number three, so Earnhardt moves up another spot. Dale into the sixth position, kicking Bobby Bobby Hamilton back to seventh, leaving Dale Jarrett eighth, Ted Musgrave now ninth, and Bill Elliott into the number 10 spot as we work with 121 laps to go in the event great run thus far today for Jeremy Mayfield. Talking about that a second ago, Winston Kelly is in the Kmart RC Cola team's pit. With Paul Andrews, the crochet from 27th to 5th. Did you guys make a lot of adjustments to the car in that first stop?
8: No, actually we hadn't made hardly any adjustments at all. You know, the car's real good. It started the race. The guy's been doing a little bit on the pit stops. So
9: things are going real smooth right now. You know, it's go. still got a ways to go. We'll just have to
8: see. That's The comments of Paul Andrews, the crew chief, on the car. They haven't made any adjustments on the car all day long. They were a bit off in qualifying, but the car's been very steady. During that last green flag run, they were about two-tenths quicker than the leader, so we'll see how that plays out under this long green flag run.
3: Michael Waltrip has just gone a lap down to race leader Jeff Gordon, now 25 on the same lap as Gordon. As we close in on the final stages of today's CMT 300, we're about at the two-thirds point of the event now. 114 laps to go. And Gordon still with a pretty substantial lead over Ernie Irvin, though it was five seconds a little while ago. It is now down to 3.2 seconds, so Irvin closing in, taking advantage of some of the heavy lap traffic that Jeff Gordon has been trapped in.
5: Now Jeff again is caught behind uh, about seven or eight cars as he works his way off turn number two. It's going to allow Ernie Irvin to get a little bit closer. Been watching a pretty good scramble back there for eighth position between Dale Jarrett and Ted Musgrave. That's been one of the better races on the speedway for the last time around. It's right in front of Joe Moore. Musgrave's been trying to work down on the inside of Dale
1: Jarrett. Jarrett slipping a little bit, coming into turns one and two, but so far, not enough for Ted to capitalize. Jarrett down on the inside into turn number three again slips a little bit high
3: but Musgrave's car not a whole lot better than Jarrett's right now he's forced to follow him off four Jarrett running in eighth Ted Musgrave in ninth tenth place Bill Elliott has fallen a pretty good bit off of their back bumpers now let's follow that race off into turn one working down on the inside of the racetrack here they come
1: now single file as they come into the corner Bill Elliott gets by the David Green car sets his sights on the back straightaway as they head for turn three Bill Elliott just holds it single file down the back
12: chute, heading for the third turn. Elliott forced to hold his spot. Next car in line will be the slower car of Robbie Gordon. A good five or six car lengths ahead.
5: They work their way off turn number four and back into the straightaway. Let's grab the leader again. He's still working that heavy traffic over in turn two.
1: Down on the inside of the racetrack. Michael Waltrip works some heavy traffic. It's by the Kenning Wallace car and more traffic as those cars head for three. Down on the inside Dick Trickle making a move down on the Michael Waltrip automobile.
12: Jeff Gordon having no luck with those slower cars. Cars right now. He just follows Joe Nemechek even with the fastest car on the racetrack Gordon can't pass the lap machines.
3: Nemechek the 25th place driver. Bobby Labonte Johnny Benson, Ricky Rudd all lined up there just in front of Jeff Gordon in turn one. Gordon tries to pick his way by as he looks to the outside of Nemechek this time but Nemechek doesn't come up off the bottom
1: lane of the racetrack. He'll just have to follow the tire tracks back down the back straightaway. Everybody trying to get away
12: from Gordon. First in that line, Ricky Rudd who drops down to the inside of the Hutch Strickland machine. He'll go to the head of that uh, line of Ottawa trying to remain on the lead lap.
5: Work their way out of turn number four. Two and eight ten seconds between Ernie Irvin and the leader right now. Ernie's hung up behind some traffic himself. Dick Cricklin, Michael Waltrip cars, he needs to get around. If he could get clear going into turn number one, Joe. He can make up a lot of ground the way the leader's being held up off turn two. Problem as it's been all day, if you don't get up off the inside lane, there's just no way to pass until you make your way
1: onto the back straightaway. That's where Irvin's going to try to make his move now.
12: Irvin diving low on Dick Trickle, but Trickle holds him off in the Highlight Myers forward. It's Michael Waltrip, Dick Trickle, then
3: Ernie Irvin just trying to find some way by. Joe Nevacek just in front of the race leader, Jeff Gordon wiggles off of four. Gordon looked out to his inside for some running room, but Jeff Green's car was slowing there. He falls in line in one. No advantage for Gordon this time, still working to try to get by Joe
1: Nevacek. Off turn number two, Jeff looks down on the inside and again sees no chance. Here's Gordon
12: diving low now on Joe Nemechek, but Nemechek holds him off in a three. A real test of patience right now for Jeff Gordon. He can push the point, but as the leader, he's better off and better advised to just play it safe and make that move when it presents itself.
5: One thing that's really helped Jeff Gordon, even though he hasn't been around this business that long, he has learned that patience is a virtue that will pay off and going to victory lane a lot of times, not putting that race car in any kind of position to get it wrinkled up. Let's watch him again. He's off turn two
12: and once again he's forced just to follow in single file down the back straightaway once again we'll take the requisite peek down to the inside but again Mimacek holds him off they'll move around the slower car of Robert
3: Presley and Gordon one more time just forced to follow we are under caution for the second time in the CMT 300 an accident happening up in turn 3 It's the Robert Presley, Jasper Engines Ford as he came from the bottom
12: of turn three, just swapped ends, backed it hard into the outside concrete. Severe damage on the left rear corner of car number 77.
5: Car continues to rest against the outside wall. Safety crews, the ambulance crews are there immediately, and we'll keep you updated as to the situation over there in just a moment. Right now, here comes all the front of the field down pit road. Jeff Gordon is in and out of pit lane brought to you by McDonald's. Drive through. Let's cover the leaders pit stop.
9: Jeff Gordon brings it in smooth. Last time down the pit lane, his crew did the stop in 17.9 seconds. The Rainbow Warriors is going to work on the right side, changing the right side tires. Right front is on. Mike Trower comes around the left side. They jack up the left side. Barry views on the jack. The first can of Unical Racing Fuel is in. The second can is ready. Now it's going to go in right now with the Jeff Gordon Chevrolet down and away. 18.5 seconds of the
8: stop for Jeff Gordon. Winston Kelly. And Ricky Craven, the first car out of pit road. They didn't make any chassis adjustments on the car. They're very happy with how it is. And Jeremy Mayfield...
6: Steve Grissom out on pit road. All these cars getting four tires and gasoline. Mike Bagley. Routine service for Ernie Irvin. Also, Dale Earnhardt was in, along with Rusty Wallace, Todd Bodine. Relief driving for Jeff Burton. Joe Nemechek was in. Ricky Rudd. Also, Terry Lavani all getting four Goodyear Eagle tires and a round of 76 racing gasoline.
5: This is the way they came off pit road. Good work by Ricky Craven's team. We'll get him back onto the racetrack first. Jeff Gordon comes out second right behind him, followed by Mark Martin in third. Also a good stop for Ernie Irvin's team. They get him out fourth. Jeremy Mayfield should be lining up fifth, followed by Dale Jarrett and Dale Earnhardt. So Ricky Craven gets a great boost for the
3: Bud crew. He was uh, running back in the top five when he came down pit road, but comes off with the race lead. And Craven back out in front at lap number 200. Now the cars, a lap or more down, getting their service along Pit Road. While we have a minute under the caution, we will take uh, uh, the time to update you about our broadcast schedule for next weekend when we move on to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware for live coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series in the MBNA 400. Our broadcast next Sunday at 12 noon Eastern time for the NASCAR Winston Cup race. We will also be there on Saturday afternoon with live coverage of the MBNA 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series, 1245 Eastern. Our broadcast of the weekend opens at Dover with Busch Pole qualifying on Friday and our broadcast of that begins at 3pm Eastern time. We'll also have a special edition of NASCAR Live presented by Fleetwood RVs featuring Rusty Wallace among others next Friday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time from Dover. Hope that you will tune in all of those broadcasts And uh, join us for our coverage of the Monster Mile events. Then a couple of weeks from today, we'll be in Martinsville, Virginia, for the 50th anniversary celebration of that fine speedway, the Hanes 500, on Sunday, September 28th. We will also be with you from Talladega, Alabama, when the NASCAR Winston Cup Series visits the world's fastest speedway for the second time this year in the Die Hard 500 on Sunday, October 12th. Rockingham, North Carolina, the AC Delco 400. MRN Radio has that on October 26. We'll also be with you at Phoenix, Arizona for the Duraloop 500 on Sunday, November 2nd. And that is uh, some of the upcoming uh, events broadcast on Motor Racing Network through the next uh, couple of months. Also add to that list the California Speedway, hosting a doubleheader for the NASCAR Busch Series and the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series on October the 18th and 19th. Tickets on sale. Come on out and join us for that event. MRN Radio to be there to broadcast that for you as well.
5: We're just looking uh, down through the top 10 or 15 cars after they're coming off pit road just a moment ago, and a tip of the hat to several drivers who are having a good run today. Obviously, Ricky Craven uh, has had one of the dominant cars. That team needing a really good run. Jeremy Mayfield's been able to stick in there. He currently will be fifth in the running order. Ted Musgrave having a good day here, along with Hut Strickland, some of the guys that are really having an outstanding run here this afternoon. Cleanup completed from the second
3: caution of the event, and now the field doubling up for the restart with Ricky Craven out in front. Great work by the Budweiser team. Gives Craven in the race lead off of pit road perhaps might uh, be deserving of a nomination for the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award later on which will be picked out uh, at the conclusion of today's event. $2,000 to the top mechanic of the day from Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. The team engineer for Jeff Gordon's team, Brian Weitzel, leads the chase for the $25,000 Western Auto Mechanic of the Year Award.
5: A few cars ducking on pit road as we get ready to go back for a restart to, to kind of top off the fuel tanks, as that might be a factor if this race should remain green from all the way now to the checkered flag at lap 300. We'll kind of follow up on that in a little bit. Pace car easing down on the apron of the racetrack, getting ready to duck in behind the pit wall. First car, a lap down to the inside. is going to be Michael Waltrip and Ricky Craven. As they come off the corner, Craven the leader, and Ricky punches the throttle. He is gone. Michael doesn't come up to speed. Almost backs him up. Car still not really going as everybody's having to get around him. He finally gets it going in turn one. Front
1: three cars now get away from the lap traffic. The fourth place machine of Ernie Irvin kind of boxed in behind Dick Trickle, who made a daring move down to the inside on the start. Now Mike Skinner gets shoveled up out of the groove. He nearly tags the wall, but saves the car on the back straightaway. Second time today, Skinner goes way out of the racing groove
12: and pays for it, losing a number of spots at the front. It's Ricky Craven, then Jeff Gordon, then
3: Mark Martin breaking away. Ricky Craven broke loose from the bottom of the racetrack. Had to chase his Chevy halfway up the banking. Now Jeff Gordon right on him trying to get the lead away in one. Gordon tries to stick the nose of his Chevy down underneath his teammate coming into turn number one, but Craven won't let
1: that happen. He'll hold him off for now, but Gordon is there ready to pounce on the back straightaway. Three car
12: draft down the back shoot. Ricky Craven has got a little bit of damage on the left front corner of the Budweiser Chevrolet and I believe it happened under caution. Now he's sideways in turn number three, drifts up the racetrack, and Gordon takes advantage to regain the lead.
5: Ricky Craven loses the lead when the car kicked up right in the middle of turns three and four. We'll see if there's any damage on that machine. Mark Martin looks him over as they go back into turn number one. Meanwhile, Mike Skinner had to dive on a pit road. He had a right front tire that was flat. The lead's over in turn two. Jeff
1: Gordon shows the way. He's got two car links over the second place
12: battle on the back straightaway. And there is indeed damage on the left front corner of Ricky Craven's automobile, and I believe it came under the caution flag as Michael Waltrip was trying to scrub some debris off the tires coming into turn three before the green. They made contact momentarily, and that damage, I guess, was more severe than it looked at the time because Craven unable to hold the lead, and he's got a handful right now.
3: We'll follow up in the Budweiser team's pit in a little while. Little contact off of turn number four, but between Jeff Bodine and Jimmy Spencer as they race door-to-door for position. Meantime, the race lead back in the hands of Jeff Gordon. Let's follow the leaders down to three. Gordon trying to draw away
12: once again. Craven just three car lengths back in second. Another three back to Mark Martin in third. Three more to Ernie Irvin in fourth. Then two back to the Jeremy Mayfield automobile.
5: Just about a car length between the front four or five cars. Now as they work back to the line, heading back into turn number one, it is still Jeff Gordon. Nobody able to gain any ground on him at all. The interval has been just about the same among the front five. They're back in two. Gordon
1: works his way through turn number two. Two car lengths behind him sits Craven. Two car lengths behind Craven is the Mark Martin car. Then you've got Ernie Irvin, Jeremy Mayfield. All those cars working their way single file to turn three. Field single file all the way back through about 12th or
12: 13th position. The only cars doing any work on the bottom, Ward Burton and Kenny Schrader, both of them lapped automobiles.
3: Set the lead lap for you now. Jeff Gordon leads. Ricky Craven, second. Mark Martin, third. Ernie Irvin, fourth. And Jeremy Mayfield, fifth. Sixth is Dale Jarrett. Dale Earnhardt is seventh. Bobby Hamilton, eighth. Ted Musgrave, ninth. And Bill Elliott, tenth. 11th is Hut Strickland. Kyle Petty is 12th. Terry Labonte is up to 13th. Steve Grissom to 14th. And Rusty Wallace to 15th. 16th would be the Derek Cope car. Jimmy Spencer is 17th. Jeff Bodine, 18th. John Andretti, 19th. Jeff Burton's machine with Todd Bodine aboard is 20th. Rest of the lead lap. Joni Macek, Ricky Rudd, Rick Mast, Bobby Labonte, and Johnny Benson.
5: And now Mark Martin is appearing to have some difficulties. Yeah, he slowed in the back straightaway. lost one spot. Let's watch him down in turn number one. Car uh, does have some kind of a problem. Joe. Got the uh, fourth
1: position right now, but Jeremy Mayfield is all over him trying to make the pass. Again, Martin's car kicks out a little bit up third, number two, but Mayfield not yet able to take advantage. Mark Martin made a dive
12: way to the bottom of the racetrack coming off two last time around, whether he was having problems or just trying to take a radical inside move on Ernie Urban, it's impossible to say, but it didn't work for him. He's lost a good seven
5: or eight lengths. Let's go to Pitt Road.
6: Well, Robert Presley's just climbed from the infield care center. First of all, Robert, are you okay?
5: Yeah, I'm doing great. Just, uh,
6: Got in the wall there, went off in there We tried
9: to fix the car there thing was real, real bad, loose Come in fix the sway bar Don't know why it went off in three And just didn't come around
6: Driver Presley, he's okay Also a follow-up to a story with Jeff Green Before the last caution flag Jeff brought his car behind the wall No front brakes for Jeff Green They have replaced the front brakes And Jeff is back out onto the racetrack
3: Craven went for being right on Jeff Gordon's back deck Back to third Now about a second behind him Ernie Irvin got around Craven as, for some reason, Ricky just uh, didn't get around the speedway well here these last couple of laps. And now Gordon off
5: to about a five-car length lead on Irvin, who has a similar distance on Craven. They worked their way back into turn number one. We talked about Mark Martin kind of getting off the pace a little bit in the middle of the back straightaway a moment ago. Jim Phillips has had a chance to check in his pit. Did he say anything at all, Jim? Gordon is had huh? talked
9: Talk to Jimmy fitting How's your car right now, Jimmy? Uh, it's a little bit on the tight side right now. Obviously, the tires come in. Can you make it on fuel, or you have to stop again?
15: It's going to be close.
9: It's going to be close. That's the word all down this pit lane. Ray Eberham said we might be one lap short. Bobby Labonte did come back in and top off his fuel tank. He seems to be pretty safe. He's the only one down here that could feel that way.
3: And uh, that would be another storyline to mix into things here is that the leaders all came down pit road at lap 199 and 100 laps is really pushing the envelope on fuel here so that may come into play before this race is over if we don't get another caution to the finish. What about Ricky Craven? Lost the lead, Jeff Gordon got around him, then he ran Gordon back down now he's fallen a second behind. Winston Kelly what's his team saying?
8: Well let's find out from Andy Graves, the crew chief on the car possibly he's just saving his tires a bit andy what's ricky saying about the car he's falling back just a bit yeah we're just saving our tires for the end of this
7: run there's nothing wrong we're just uh, backing off a little bit
8: how about fuel can you go the distance it's going to be real close just like they're saying all up and down pit road it's going to be close not wanting to tip the hand but just looking into his eyes and hearing the tone in his voice i don't believe they'll come in under any circumstances if it goes green the rest of the way backing off to save the tires, maybe also conserving a little bit of fuel.
5: A lot of gamblers down there. We may see some of them take quite a gamble before this race is over. They're pushing David Green's car back behind the wall for a second time. He spent quite a bit of time back there earlier, had a brake problem, and apparently that's what it is. could be this time because they were trying to get the car woad on pit road when he pulled in there just a moment ago. Working their way off turn number four right now, scrambling back down to the sharp finish line, and Ernie Urban suddenly... Takes the lead away
3: from Jeff Gordon. He did it going down the back straightaway into turn three. This last lap by Dave Mooney. A power move on Irvin's part.
12: It's the standard maneuver we've seen on every lead change all afternoon. Allen, he got to the inside. He out-dragged him down the back straightaway. Took the lead on the inside into three. And I don't think there was a single person sitting in turn
5: three or four. Got a good solid race car. Both those cars have. Ricky Craven still in the hunt very much here this afternoon, even though he might have had a little problem we talked about earlier and has now dropped back to third. The leaders aren't getting away from him that much looking back to fourth place right now. A pretty good tussle there. Mark Martin trying to hold off Jeremy Mayfield. Been a good scramble also between Bobby Hamilton and Dale Jarrett and also locked up in that is a couple of other cars. Ted Musgrave is one of those in front of Joe Moore.
1: Sixth place battle has really been the interesting spot here for the last ten laps or so. Dale Jarrett has it. Bobby Hamilton's been all over him trying to get by and because of them racing among themselves Ted Musgrave has been able to close in and make it a three-way tussle.
12: Hamilton came from a good ways back but once he's caught Jarrett he can't do much with him. Looks to the inside
3: off four, but there's nothing there. Hamilton running right behind Dale Jarrett. Dale is at this point the 6th place car. Hamilton 7th. Ted Musgrave is in the 8th position now with 75 laps to go. They're in 1. Those to tail coming back into turn number 1. All 3 of those cars hung in the inside
1: lane. Just ahead of them, the lap car of Dick Trickle. Their single file in the back stretch. Trickle running about the same. Well, trouble in turn number 2. Hunt Strickland gets a tap from Michael Waltrip. Spins around. Tags the outside. Retaining wall. Everybody runs down low on the racetrack to get by. Strickland now trying to refire his car here in
5: turn two. Hunt sitting up in the middle of the groove down in turns one and two more over toward turn number two. Finally gets it fired. Let's go back to Joe Moore.
1: Hunt was racing down to the inside groove along with uh, quite a few cars. Michael Waltrip just behind him. Hunt slipped a little bit and appeared coming into turn number one when he did he came out of the throttle then Michael punted him. He spun around and tagged the outside wall here at turn two again he was able to restart
3: the car and drive away. Puts us under the caution flag for the third time in the CMT 300. Now with uh, fuel being questionable and there being as many laps to the finish as there are. Let's find out if we're going to see some pit stops at this point as the field works behind the pace car in the turn number three. See an awful lot of movement along pit road. All the signboards coming out. Crews standing with uh, air wrenches and tires in their hands. I suspect we'll see everybody come in, Barney. I don't think we'll see uh, anybody not. The trick to this set of stops is going to be who gets two and who gets four? Here's Ernie Irvin making the first move to pit road. Irvin in in front of Mike Bagley.
6: Crew bounces over the wall, wheeling around to the right side of the car. Gasoline going in. Now waiting to see if they'll come around to the left side. Other cars coming in. Rusty Wallace also. the Levani. Ricky runners in. Two tires for Ernie Irvin. Only two tires. More pit stops in front of Jim Phillips. Well, Jeff Gordon just gets a splash of fuel and goes back
9: out of the speedway. Only a splash. So he's going to win the race off the pit lane. Elliot just fuel. Quick Bass is blocked. He can't get in his pit. finally does. Here comes John Andretti to change right side tires. Fuel only for Bobby Labonte. Right side tires for Rick Bass and Jeff Bodine to Winston Kelly.
8: Fuel only for Ricky Craven in 5.62 seconds. The same thing on Steve Grissom's car. Four tires for Jeremy Mayfield. Paul Andrews had told us no way they could go to the distance. Barney, you were right on the Caterpillar Chevrolet of David Green. He did lose his brakes a couple of laps ago. He's behind the wall, the team trying to get him back out.
5: Now, the race off pit road, as we said a moment ago, is going to be won by Jeff Gordon with fuel only. Getting out right behind him comes Ted Musgrave, then followed by Ricky Craven, Bill Elliott, and Ernie Irvin. So we're going to have a dandy finish here in the CMT 300. 227 laps are in the record book. Field comes off turn four to get the green flag. Lake Speed on
3: the tail end of the lead lap, just in front of Jeff Gordon, the race leader. Gordon, Ted Musgrave, Ricky Craven, Bill Elliott, and Ernie Irvin, the top 5-1. to one. Lake speed gets away by a couple of car lengths.
1: The race leader, though, Jeff Gordon can't shake Ted Musgrave. Musgrave works the outside lane, trying to get by Dave Marcus. He's one right on the rear deck of Gordon Chevy. Haven't heard from Musgrave
12: among the lead draft this afternoon, but he's there now, and he's making it hot for Jeff Gordon. Tucked right up under the back bumper. Gordon wiggles a bit. Musgrave to the bottom for the lead in four.
5: Ted shoves the Ford down to the bottom of the racetrack. Car kicked a little bit on him, coming off turn number four and now he has to back in and settle for second for the moment and try to hold on it as Ricky Craven goes after the number two position in turn one. Craven
1: tries to dive to the inside of Ted Musgrave before they come into turn number one, but Musgrave's going to slam the door. He'll hold him off for now, but Craven is right there on his rear deck on the back straightaway.
12: Everybody but Jeff Gordon wants one spot more than they've got in hand right now. It's Craven looking down to the bottom of Musgrave. Nothing there. They'll stay, stay single file into turn number three.
3: Ted was one of the drivers racing for the eighth position before the caution came out. A splash of fuel is all he got on pit road, and now he's back on the racetrack in second spot. Chad Little has some problems off of turn four, sends the field scattering double and triple wide around he and Dave Marcus back to one. Burring down to the inside
1: goes Ward Burton, winning so high now, he's going to go up wide in turn number one nearly tags the wall, gathers the car back in, but loses about six spots in the process. Here's Ricky Craven diving
12: down to the inside, and he's going to regain the number two position as he drives underneath Musgrave. Challenge now, Ernie Irvin going to the low line on Bill Elliott.
5: In the a real scramble back there for second place that has allowed Jeff Gordon to open up a lot of daylight about 8 or 10 car lengths for the leader for the moment. Hanging on to second position still Ricky Craven but he's in danger of losing it in turn 2. Ted Musgrave trying to move back around and grab that spot. You've got Bill Elliott in the mix. He's right behind Musgrave and now Ernie
1: Irvin. He makes the move on Elliott off turn 2. They'd go 3 wide to the back straight away if Irvin can
12: find the horsepower but he can't do it. Craven holds on to second. Musgrave maintains in third. Then a car length back to Ernie Irvin. Now Elliott looking to the inside on Ernie.
3: Elliott takes a peek down low as does Musgrave.
12: Trouble in turn number three. Jeff Bodine, Ricky Rudd Rudd backwards into the outside retaining wall. Bodine for the third time today with a smoking 360 and
5: he's gone. Caution on a speedway. It comes out immediately as Ricky Rudd's car is stuffed up into the wall. Jeff Bodine will be able to continue. Let's go back to turn three. Well, Barney, it was uh, an accident not
12: waiting to happen. They were three wide the length of the back straightaway. Nobody gave it up coming into turn number three. Bodine and Rudd got the tail end of it. Rudd spun it around, backed in. Not a lot of damage on the left rear corner of the uh, tied Ford, but he's unable to refire it and goes a lap down.
3: And uh, caution to break for Lake Speed, who was on the tail end of the lead lap and got away from Jeff Gordon on the restart. Now with a caution flag, Lake comes back around and joins the tail end of the field and back into the thick of things for a decent finish today. Ricky Rudd's excellent finishing record at New Hampshire will uh, certainly draw to a close far from the manner in which he had hoped today. Ricky, with some pretty significant damage to the back end of the Tide 40, is out of the machine and looking around it now as it sits up in the banking of turn number three. But Ricky, who has not finished out of the top 10 in any of the five previous events here at Loudon will not likely be able to come anywhere close to a top 10 finish here today. Some very intense racing in the final third of the CMT 300 Motor Racing Network with live coverage from the New Hampshire International Speedway, a series of caution flag pit stops. Coming at lap number 227, some different strategies employed by different teams for track position. And uh, we'll talk more about that, who did what to try and gain their position on the racetrack when we come back. For now, though, caution for the fourth time in the race after Jeff Bodine and Ricky Rudd get together up in turns three and four. Rudd getting the worst of that, ending up into the outside wall. Ricky Rudd has climbed from his machine and is walking back to the garage area. As cleanup continues in the fourth caution of the CMT 300, we right now have 63 laps to go. The top five are Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Ted Musgrave, Ernie Irvin, and Bill Elliott. And from the New Hampshire International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Oh,
6: oh, oh, O'Reilly.
3: Save on your next oil
2: change with five parts of Valvoline Max Life Motor Oil and a MicroGuard filter on sale now for the same price as Valvoline Conventional at $25.99. Extend the life of your vehicle and improve engine performance with Valvoline at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit Supply. See store for details.
6: O, oh, O, oh, O, oh, O'Reilly
13: Auto Parts. <laughs>
3: Back at New Hampshire International Speedway under the caution flag with 62 laps to go. Let's go to the garage and Ricky Rudd.
6: Ricky Rudd has come from the accident scene in turns three and four. Ricky, first of all, are you okay? Yeah, we're in pretty good shape, really. Didn't uh, hit hard enough just
11: to break some oil lines and stuff on the motor. Really
6: kind of a wasted wreck. Everybody was bottled, was checking
11: up. Nobody was going anywhere. And Bodine decides he's going to drive in there. Jeff, that is, decides he's going to drive in there, make it three wide and be a hero. And uh, anyway, it uh, didn't work out too good.
6: A lot of damage to the Tide Ford. The rear end completely crunched in, even have some damage on the front. The crew, car isn't even off the wrecker yet. The hood is up, and uh, they're deciding what they're going to do, see if they can get Ricky out back on the racetrack.
3: So that's the story from the garage as uh, Ricky Rudd's crew goes to work on his machine. Ricky back behind the wall. As uh, only one car is out of the race thus far. Robert Presley retired from the event after a crash at lap 198. David Green and Ricky Rudd now back behind the wall. Jeff Green, the only other driver that's even spent time behind the wall during the day. Otherwise, everybody has been on the racetrack uh, all event long. Just joining us, the first half of the event were dominated by Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Rudd. uh, Ricky Craven, rather. They traded the lead between them six different times in the first 148 laps of the event. Ken Schrader also led the first couple of laps in the uh, Skull Chevrolet from the pole. Other than that, it was Hamilton or Craven out in front all the way till a lap before halfway when Jeff Gordon moved out in front. Gordon then trading the lead off during a series of green flag pit stops with Mark Martin, Rick Mast, and Jimmy Spencer before Gordon moved out to a five-second lead after that exchange of stops around lap 161. Then the uh, field tightened up some and Ricky Craven was able to uh, run Gordon down and Craven took the lead on a set of caution flag pit stops at lap number 200. Then Gordon took the lead back from Craven. Ernie Irvin took the lead from Gordon. Now Gordon back out in front of Irvin. You get the picture. There have just been basically a steady set of players trading the lead back and forth all afternoon long. At this point, 25 drivers are on the same lap with the race leader. We're under the fourth caution of the event, and that is your race summary now as we have 60 laps to go. This mid-race update sponsored by Sports Image. Dale Earnhardt fans, don't miss the 11th annual Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet Open House in Newton, North Carolina on Monday, September 29th. Make your plans to attend this exciting event with festivities including Dale Earnhardt, Ron Hornaday, Steve Park, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. autograph sessions, show cars, Sports Image souvenir trailers, fan club sign-up, door prizes, and more. For more information, call Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet at 888-333-DALE. That's 888-333-3253.
5: They got the track sweepers out there cleaning up turns three and four to get the racetrack in an excellent condition here for what we think is going to be a real knockdown dragout finish the way it's been most of the afternoon. 241 laps are on the board. A quick update from Jim Phillips. Jeff Bodine, who was involved in that little altercation up there a moment ago, he did come down pit road, Jim, but he's able to continue.
9: He got uh, right side tires the first time and so they would not lose a lap. He came back in, and they took uh, left side tires the second time around. And so he does have four new tires. Let's talk to Ray Everham a little bit. Ray, you got the lead, but the fight at the front has been vicious today.
10: Yeah, you know, we, uh, I don't think we could beat Ernie anyway, so we decided to just put gas in it. I wanted to keep the car up towards the front out of the traffic because anything can happen here. You know, we're going to take a shot. uh, You know, if we get beat, I think we're going to get beat anyway, but uh, we've just got to try and keep that thing out of trouble.
9: How's your car reacted today? It looked like it was better on the long runs. It seems like you anticipated this being a long-run race.
10: Yeah, it, it, it is a little bit better on the long runs. It's a little bit snug. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Like I said, you know, Aaron, 28 cars been the car uh, all day. Uh, 43 was, and he had trouble. We're just going to have to wait and see, and, and hopefully we'll get the right brakes and stay out of trouble. That's the
3: Ray Abraham crew chief for Jeff Gordon, who currently leads. And heard Ray talking about the strategy of just getting a little bit of fuel on that most recent set of caution flag stops at lap 227. A variety of strategies employed under that particular yellow flag. Ernie Irvin getting right side tires, many others just getting fuel only. Winston Kelly, uh, some of those in the center section of pit road where you're patrolling, just taking a splash of fuel as well.
8: Yeah, those included Steve Grissom and Ricky Craven getting four tires was car of Jeremy Mayfield. Let's talk to Charlie Presley, the crew chief on Steve Grissom's car. Charlie, you started back in 23rd, up to 6th. Last pit stop, you opted just to go with fuel only. Yeah, we've had a good car today. Just track positions has been getting us. We've been doing four tires every time. Prayed we'll mess the balance of the car up. He came down to it uh, two tires or no tires. Steve liked what he had, and uh, we don't have that many green flag laps on him. That was our best shot. How was the handling on the car during that short green flag run? He liked it. He liked it. He's liked the car all day. We started out just a little snug, and it's come around and been good. But uh, track position's everything. If we could just get by this lap traffic and get out in the clear, I think we'll be fine. Charlie Presley, the crew chief on Steve Grissom's Kodiak Chevrolet. They've had a lot of good runs lately, Barney and Allen, and that uh, no-tire stop there, fuel only, their option to get up toward the front of the pack.
3: Steve has had three top ten finishes in the last eight races, including a run of fourth here when we were uh, up at this racetrack in July. Steve said that run really boosted the team's confidence.
16: Anytime you can have a top five run, especially on a day like uh, we had here in July when there wasn't many cautions, uh, you know, when you have a race like that and there's not a lot of cautions and you're able to come out with a top five finish, uh, you know you've had a pretty good car and. You know, it does a lot for the driver, the team, and uh, since that point we've uh, been able to have another top five and a couple top tens, so it uh, has definitely helped us. Steve Grissom and that Kodiak team beginning
3: to show some forward progress in the second half of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup season after joining up to start this campaign around. Continuing to work the caution flag with 57 laps to go, 25 drivers on the lead lap. Let's set them for you as we get the signal one more lap and we'll go back racing. Jeff Gordon is the leader. Ricky Craven is second. Ted Musgrave, third. Ernie Irvin, fourth. And Bill Elliott, fifth. Steve Grissom is sixth. Mark Martin, seventh. Dale Jarrett, eighth. Bobby Hamilton, ninth. And Kyle Petty, tenth. 11th is Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte is 12th, Jimmy Spencer 13th, Joni Machek 14th, and Derek Cope 15th. 16th is Jeremy Mayfield. 17th is Bobby Labonte. Jeff Burton's car with Todd Bodine in relief is up to the 18th spot. Got Rusty Wallace 19th, John Andretti 20th. The rest of the lead lap, Rick Mast, Johnny Benson, Hut Strickland, Jeff Bodine, and Lake Speed. And Barney looking down through that rundown, you can really see the effect of that pitch strategy on the last set of caution flag stops. Guys that were back from 11th on down to 25th all of a sudden up into the top 10 and some guys
5: like Jeremy Mayfield who were in the top 5 all of a sudden way back in traffic going to be interesting to see how this one shakes out as the laps are winding down 56 laps to go as they get ready to go back to green here in just a moment and we told you the attrition rate had been very low if you tuned in our broadcast late only a few cars have had problems Ricky Rudd the latest of those uh, got into the wall over in turn number three. He and Jeff Bodine getting together over there. Bodine able to continue. Robert Presley out of the event right now. And Jeff Green's car behind the wall with brake problems. Other than that, everybody else is on the racetrack. 245 laps will be on the board as they cross the line. That's when they'll go back to green flag racing. Pace car down on the apron of the racetrack getting in behind pit wall. Jeff Gordon is the leader. First car a lap down to the inside. Michael Waltrip again. But on the break, Jeff Gordon gets gone in a hurry. Ricky Craven stays with him. Ted Musgrave loses a little ground back there in third place. Here's
1: Gordon now flashing his way back into turn number one, trying to hug the inside of the racetrack, knowing his teammate Ricky Craven is trying to get underneath him. Craven gets a good shot off turn two but falls in behind the race leader. Gordon and Craven had a big advantage. They got around the lap car before turn
12: number one. Musgrave had to do it the hard way on the outside through the corner, but he breaks clearly trip now. Waltrip and Chad Little get together momentarily. That allows Ernie Irvin to dive under the Little car.
3: Ernie Irvin, the fourth place driver, tried to shake his way free of lap traffic. Next in line, Bill Elliott is right behind Irvin, but he's getting a run down to his inside by the lap car of Dick Trickle. Elliott forced
1: to the outside groove. This is going to cost him. Coming back into the corner, racing alongside Dick Trickle. They're leaning on one another. Now Trickle opens the lane down on the inside of Chad Little. Nowhere to go for
12: Dick Trickle right now as he looks for racing room. Ernie Irvin diving to the inside of lap car, Michael Waltrip. Irvin, the fourth place automobile. Diving low, it's Dick Trickle down to the inside of Chad Little. Bill Elliott trapped behind that battle with nowhere to go.
5: Bill Elliott's caught back there in that traffic. There's no way he can get out for the moment. He's just going to have to bide his time. Ernie Irvin gets free of everyone, moves up into fourth place, and now there's no lap traffic among the front four. They're back in turn two.
1: Irvin immediately goes to work on Ted Musgrave. Musgrave goes a little bit wide in the corner. That's what Ernie was looking for. He's there up alongside on the back straightaway. Here comes Irvin, dead even midway on the back shoot, and on the
12: inside line, it'll be Ernie Irvin back to the number three position. Musgrave looking down to the inside as Irvin drove it in a bit too deep. Musgrave wants third back, but he
3: won't get it as they hit four. In fact, the back end breaks loose and wiggles a little bit off the corner, and Musgrave will lose a couple of car lengths to Ernie Irvin. Here's a run up to the inside of Bill Elliott for fifth by Steve Grissom in one. Grissom makes the move to the
1: inside because Elliott was boxed in behind Chad Little, had nowhere to go. Now Elliott sees a challenge from Mark Martin. He'll squeeze down to the inside off turn two. gas-only stop,
12: got Grissom in the hunt. Now he'll try and do the rest as he races hard down to the inside of the left car of Chad Little. Now puts the nose underneath the Michael Waltrip car. Grissom trying to make his way to
3: the front. Troubles for Ted Musgrave. He was running among the top five just a few laps ago. Now he is on the apron of the racetrack heading toward pit road after losing several positions the last couple of laps around. Jim Phillips, what's wrong?
9: It's a dead battery. They have been having problems since lap 118. But when the car was running under green, the alternator kept the better charge in the battery. But those caution laps really drained the battery down. Now he's coming down, and they're going to have to make a change. And of course, the battery's located inside the left rear wheel well. They're going to have to take the left off, which they do, and take some screws out. It's going to be a long stop for Ted Musgrave. He started third on this last three stop.
5: It'll be a costly one for him, also. It's going to knock him out of a real good finish and even a shot to win here this afternoon as they work on Musgrave's car. 255 laps on the board. That'll give us 45 to go. It may be, if this thing stays green, there's no maybe to it. It's going to be just at best a two-car shootout and maybe three if Ernie Irvin can get up there. Ernie's picking him off, maybe a car length or so each time around. The thing is going to be the factor of even getting up there and getting around. He closes in a little more down in turns one and two. Tightens up now within
1: about ten car lengths of the Ricky Craven car. Meanwhile, Steve Grissom broken away from some of the traffic. The real good racing going on from Bill Elliott on back. That's for the sixth position. There you've got Dale Jarrett and Bobby Hamilton knocking on the door. And it's Bobby Hamilton who wants to move. He
12: drives down to the bottom of the- TJ, down the back straightaway, he's got the nose in, but Jarrett shuts him down into turn three. It's Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hamilton,
3: Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty all in the hunt. Sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth, all nose to tail there in line. Elliott tried to defend sixth position from Jarrett and Hamilton back to the corner. Jarrett's been beaten on
1: Elliott last few times coming into the corner, this time again, right up on the rear deck of Elliott's Ford. and here's trouble coming into the corner. Brent Bodine gets shuffled out of the pack, slams into the outside wall in turn to
5: sits up against the wall. We're waiting to see if the caution is going to come out. It will as Brett finally gets the car fired, but they couldn't take a chance, so the yellow flag is out for the fifth time this afternoon. Let's go back to Joe Moore.
1: Cram the outside wall Brett Bodine did as he came into the turn. He was down in the running groove, but drove in real hard. Got the right side tires a little bit out of the racing groove, and the rear end came around. He backed into the outside retaining wall,
3: was able to drive away, but with a lot of damage to his Ford. Caution for the fifth time in the CMT 300, and that caution a break for those like ernie irvin and steve grissom who are a great deal of racetrack behind jeff gordon and so they will get a chance to close up in now the question becomes do we see any pit stops under this yellow flag by any of the race leaders find that out at this point as the field comes to the opening of pit road in turn four 41 laps to go when they come to the start finish line this time by pit road is open We have no takers among the race leaders, and that is absolutely no surprise to me, not uh, wanting to give up that track position that's really been everything in this
5: race today. Well, I think maybe if one or two of the front runners, Gordon and maybe Craven and uh, Ernie Irvin had ducked on the pit road, some of the other guys say, well, we better do it too. But being that none of the front three went in there, everybody else will elect to stay on the racetrack. The only car that's coming in is the Xide Batteries car with Todd Bodine driving here this weekend for Jeff Burton. They've really done good, Alan, starting all the way back toward the tail end of the field. Last time I looked, they were up uh, 21st, somewhere in that range. So He's going to salvage a pretty good day.
3: They had made uh, one of those strategy moves to get some track position on the last set of pit stops and wanting to get some tires on the car for the run to the finish, thinking maybe that'll be an advantage to them over the final 40 laps of this race. But Todd Bodine, the only driver to stop under this caution flag, other than the machine of Brett Bodine, who has brought it to pit road with some pretty good damage to the left rear corner of the machine. I believe Winston Kelly is looking on there. Winston, uh, are they going to be able to continue?
8: Yeah, they should be able to. The rear of the car is pushed back in maybe a good foot or so. More concentrated on the left side. They've got the mallet out, trying to beat it away from the left rear tire. They should be able to continue, but the debt trunk lid is just bowed way up. They're going to have trouble getting fuel in. Fortunately, they're not going to have to worry about that as they do have enough fuel in the car. But they should be able to continue. Alan
3: and uh, Ted Musgrave, by the way, came down pit road, had that battery changed on his machine, and went back onto the racetrack. Only lost four laps at the time so some great work there by the musgrave crew brett bodine started this race in the third position he is not going to have a very good finish he may be a nominee for the goodies headache award the members of the media covering the race today will uh, vote on in just a short while one thousand five hundred dollars to the driver suffering the biggest headache during the running over preparation for the event from goodies headache
5: powders and tablets the official pain reliever of nascar well, the overcast beginning to move in here at the Speedway. We've had bright sunshine all afternoon. In fact, it got very warm out there. The temperature was forecast to go up into the low 70s. It probably got a little bit warmer than that. Now the overcast clouds beginning to move in, going to cool this racetrack down. That might make a little difference because this racetrack, very subject to weather changes, uh, affecting the cars quite a bit, as we saw in qualifying the other day and a couple of other things. But. So far, as you said, Alan, without that caution flag, it was going to be a three-car shootout at the finish. Now there's going to be a big break for some guys that can get up there. But even getting up there, can you stay with those front free as good as they've been all day? And I think the critical point here,
3: Barney, as the field gets the signal that we'll go racing in one more lap and they begin to double up, is the lap traffic. That was really what separated those top two cars from the rest of the field last, uh, last restart by. Joe Moore out in uh, turns one and two memory serves me correctly on that last restart by the time they even got to you on the restart Gordon and Craven had cleared all the lap cars on the inside and that really helped them get away.
1: Yeah, they got a real good start uh, coming off turn four. By the time they reached turn uh, one down here, the guys from third on back were buried behind the traffic. It takes usually maybe two laps to work your way by some of that slower traffic. That's what allowed them to get jumped out so far away. Might see a little change in strategy this time for those
3: guys from Ernie Irvin on back trying to stay up in the front two. So that the scene now is we're about a half a lap away from going back racing. Got 24 drivers on the lead lap. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Ernie Irvin, Steve Grissom, and Mark Martin are the top five. Dale Jarrett, Bobby Hamilton, Bill Elliott, Dale Earnhardt, and Kyle Petty in position 6 through 10, 11 to 15. Terry Labonte, Jimmy Spencer, Jeremy Mayfield, Derek Cope, and Bobby Labotti. Joni Michek, John Andretti, Rusty Wallace, Hutch Strickland, and Jeff Bodine round out the top 20. Rick Mast, Lake Speed, Johnny Benson, and Todd Bodine are the rest of those on the lead lap. Dick Trickle will be the first car
5: lap down to the inside of the leader, Jeff Gordon. And Trickle punches the throttle, stays with him going back into the corner, trying to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap. They race to turn one. Jeff Gordon has
1: the outside lane, tries to slam down to the inside in front of Trickle. Finally, he will. So Trickle now separates Gordon from the second place car of Ricky Craven. They're off turn two. Craven diving down
12: to the inside. Trickle trying to block him momentarily, but he won't get it done as Craven drives underneath it. He holds on to second. He's in hot pursuit of Jeff Gordon. Ernie Irvin around the outside of the Michael Waltrip car in third trouble. Chad Little is around. He gets tagged. A great move by Dale Earnhardt to miss it. Little goes 360, punches the throttle and he's gone.
3: No caution at this point. Chad Little racing alongside fourth place driver Steve Grissom at the bottom of the racetrack. Had the car come out from under him, spun in traffic. Everybody misses him and everybody gets away and now the race for second is onto the backstretch.
12: Down on the inside, it's Ricky Craven on the outside line. The lap car of Dick Trickle right behind Craven is Ernie Irvin. While this is all happening, Jeff Gordon beginning to sneak away. He's up by 12 car
5: lengths. Jeff Gordon got a good advantage. Ricky Craven slips coming off turn number four, and diving underneath him goes Ernie Irvin, trying to take second place away. They race door-to-door to turn one.
1: Craven may have got some damage last time in turn two. He and Dick Trickle got together. Now it's costing as Ernie Irvin goes by, grabs the second spot. Craven falls in line behind him in third. Jeff Gordon with the turn two. Now Sterling Marlin gets turned around. Jimmy Spencer T-bones him. Marlin now with Terry Labonte. Kyle Petty slams the outside wall. They all clear on the back straightaway. Now fire out of the rear
3: of Terry Labonte car. Terry Labonte's car it catches fire as he apparently has ruptured an oil line or a brake line or something of that point. The car sitting on the inside of the back straightaway off turn two. Back to Joe Moore. Jimmy
1: Spencer trying to make a move on Sterling Marlin coming into the corner. He got into the side of Marlin, spun him around. Terry Labonte tried to make a move to the outside to avoid. When he did, he nearly climbed up the outside retaining wall. Then fire erupted from the rear of the
5: car. Terry now climbing out of his Chevrolet. Terry bailing out of that race car in a hurry as the flames have seem to have subsided a little bit. Fire crews get over there in a hurry and put the fire bottles on the car to make sure it doesn't flare back up, but Terry does get out of the car all by himself. Again, a quick update from Joe Moore. Sterling Marlin able to drive away. His car restarted. Also, the other car
1: involved in this uh, particular incident, uh, Jimmy Spencer made slight contact. He was able to drive away. The only one left over here was, again, Terry Labonte. He was several cars behind the incident, just got caught up in it as he tried to avoid by going wide. And he ended up with the
3: worst of it all. Another tough luck day for Terry Labonte as he continues to run into uh, unforeseen obstacles in trying to defend his NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship. Only got two cars in the garage at this point in the race. It is not going to be a good finish for Terry here at New Hampshire today. We've been kind of waiting for one of those. I could not believe anybody else didn't get collected when Chad Little spun around in the middle of traffic after the last restart over there in the middle of 3 and 4, Barney. Uh, just some great moves by drivers to miss that. This one, though, will catch up
5: uh, several more people in the process. Yeah, and also, I think Derek Cope might have gotten some of that. We've seen a little smoke off his car as he is diving onto pit road right now. Kyle Petty involved in it just a moment ago. He'll bring his car down as the crews will take a look at it as they continue to work on Sterling's car, hopefully, so he can finish here this afternoon.
1: Barney, also, Jeremy Mayfield got a good bit of damage from that. We talked about what a great run he was having today. The right side sheet metal is peeled from the front of his
3: car. So uh, counting up the damage from the sixth caution of the event, Terry Labonte, Sterling Marlin, Derek Cope, Jeremy Mayfield among those involved. Let's go down to pit road.
9: And a tough break for Mark Martin, too, Alan. The left front fender has been pushed in on the tire. I'm not sure right now how it's going to affect the next restart, but the crew is certainly concerned about it they had contemplated on maybe having to bring him in, but no move yet to bring Mark Martin in, but definitely the left front fender
5: is pushed in. Now we stayed caution-free for a long, long time, and all of a sudden within the last 50 laps we've had three cautions. We're working the sixth one of the day, and that'll give us 33 laps to go. Getting
3: ready to go back racing shortly after a crash that has put us under the yellow flag for the sixth time in the race. We'll put the defending NASCAR Winston Cup champion into the garage and leave Sterling Marlin on pit road with uh, damage uh, to his car being repaired. Significant damage uh, causing several pit stops to Jeremy Mayfield's car and also Derek Cope's machine has been on and off pit road several times. The action has been fairly intense here in the late going. We went for a long while with hardly seeing the yellow flag at all. We had a caution at lap 68. And a caution lap 198, and that was it in the first two-thirds of the event. Then, how about from 198 to 226 to 234 to 258 to
5: 265? A little yellow fever in the late going in New Hampshire today. Yeah, they have torn up a lot of race cars here in the last uh, 25 or 30 laps. Some of those will be able to finish. Hasn't sent that many to the garage area, but it's certainly knocked any chance that uh, quite a few of them might have had to have win. It's it's uh, wrinkled up the race car, put a lot of dents in them to where they're not going to have a shot to win. Still looks like it's going to be about a three car breakaway at the front of the field. Uh, even though some of those guys that we talked about got a big break on this caution flag, able to get back up there behind the leaders. Every time they've restarted it within five laps, they're half a straightaway back.
3: It's been a trick of getting through the traffic quickly on the restart and the first couple have been able to do it and the last couple uh you know from from say third on back have not been able to do it rather quickly and being up in that outside line of cars has not been the place to be all day if you were not with us at the very start of the broadcast when this race went green a little bit after 12:40 this afternoon eastern time if you got put in that outside lane of traffic you were going to the back we saw that ken schrader the driver that started on the bush pole got shuffled up into the outside lane and fell back like 11 positions or or make that 7 positions in the first 10 laps because he was pushed in that outside lane. We had other drivers who were shuffled up to the outside like Brett Bodine and who just couldn't get back into traffic and ended up falling... 20, 23, 24 positions back through the field. And now in the late going, obviously there's a lot more rubber and a lot more grip in that outside lane, but it is still not nearly as good as the inside. And uh, guys are just fighting real hard not to give up any of that ground.
5: Uh, there's really not a lot of give and take out there. And the big problem, too, is the lap cars here start down on the inside lane. So if the leader gets a little clear sailing, maybe second-place car, they can tuck up there real quick and behind them, and then you've got lap traffic between the lead two or three cars and the guys trying to get out of the field. Situation right now, there will be 28 laps to go when they come back around. They're about to get the green flag and settle the CMT 300. Jeff Gordon is a leader. Ernie Irvin's had a strong car all day long. You heard uh, Gordon's crew chief a little bit earlier say that Ernie Irvin was the man they were most worried about as far as winning this race. Ricky Craven's had a great car all day long. He's had his problems off and on, but he's managed to stay right up there. He'll restart third, fourth to Steve Grissom. What an outstanding run for him, and Dale Jarrett make up the top five as the pace car is about to ease behind the pit wall, and the green flag comes back in the air. Dick Trickle,
3: the first driver, a lap down, down to the inside of race leader Jeff Gordon. Quickly, Gordon will clear him up through the gears. Trickle going to try and hang inside of Ernie Irvin as they go back to one. Irvin trying to stay
1: the tail of the Jeff Gordon car coming into the corner. Both machines going wide to get by Dick Trickle. Now Trickle falls in line as Irvin nearly breaks loose. Here's Craven going after Trickle to clear
12: him off too. Great move by Ricky Craven as he dives down to the inside line and that will keep him in touch with the leaders. So the first three get clear. Everybody else no dice. It's Gordon, Irvin, and Craven.
5: Fourth place on back right now. Mired in traffic back there trying to get up to the front three. Fourth place right now hanging on to Ricky Craven or Ricky Craven hangs correct me on that. It will be Steve Grissom holding on to fourth place, but behind him, Joe Moore, it's a hornet's nest back there.
1: Couple of Fords doing battle. You got Dale Jarrett riding along in fifth. Bill Elliott trying to get by him to the inside. Here to the outside goes Bobby Hamilton. Meanwhile, Chad Little spins it around all by himself. In turn number two, everybody makes evasive moves to the inside.
3: Stay under the green for the moment as Chad Little fires his machine up, doesn't hit anything, and rolls on away. Off of turn four comes Jeff Gordon with about a three-car length lead on Ernie Irvin. Let's get out of the garage and Mike Bagley.
6: Terry Labonte has just walked from the infield care center. Terry, first of all are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm right. What happened out there? was a scary ride in turn two for you.
8: Well, somebody got tangled up there in front and a couple guys got crossed up or something and the four car spun and I thought I had him missed and he came back across the track and caught me in the left front and I hit the wall and just one of those deals. Tough deal. I think we're going to have a a decent finish, you know, and try to salvage something out of a terrible week, but it didn't happen.
6: That's Terry Labonte walking back to his damaged Kellogg's Cornflake Chevrolet right now.
5: Really been an up and down season for Terry Labonte and the Kellogg's team. Right now at the front of the field, a two-car breakaway. It's back in turn one. Challenge for the third spot. Steve Grissom is caught. Ricky Craven raced with
1: him down the front straightaway. Used the inside lane as usual. And Grissom now advances to third.
12: Craven beginning to struggle. First the lap car of Dick Trickle working underneath him. Now Steve Grissom going down to the inside, but it's a two-man race at the front of the pack. Jeff Gordon, a car length back to Ernie Irvin,
3: and about a second back to Steve Grissom, the third-place driver. Craven behind him in fourth with some pressure now from Dale Jarrett in fifth and a car length, back to Bill Elliott in sixth, and Bobby Hamilton in seventh, right on his back bumper, they go single file to one. Racing for the sixth position, let's
1: follow this one back into turn number one, Bill Elliott struggling to hold his Ford down low, while Bobby Hamilton's Pontiac pouncing all over the racetrack, here's Hamilton flaring down to the inside.
12: Three wide on the back straightaway as Dale Jarrett fights his way to the inside of Ricky Craven, Craven tried to run him to the bottom of the racetrack, now Jarrett goes high in three, they're three wide, Craven back underneath him, Bobby Hamilton to the inside on Jarrett,
5: Dale took the car just a little harder than he needed to into turn number three. Couldn't hold it down. It kicked up, and it cost him a couple of positions. Again, he's got his hands full down in turn number one. Bobby Hamilton works on him over in turn two. All
1: this going on from fourth on back. Ricky Craven has the spot just behind him. It's Jarrett, then Bobby Hamilton. Here's Hamilton dropping to the inside to challenge. Hamilton hangs a left turn to the inside of the Dale Jarrett car, and he'll
12: put DJ down another spot. Hamilton now moves up as Ernie Irvin takes a peek for the lead, but can't get it
1: done in four.
3: Jeff Gordon pushing a little wide, but between three and four, Ernie Irvin trying to find a way around him. With 22 laps to go, the race for the lead is on in one.
1: Chevrolet and Ford working their way back to turn number one. The Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon, the Ford of Ernie Irvin. Irvin trying to squeeze down to the inside, but Gordon keeping that lane from opening up there. Ernie Irvin just testing the waters,
12: coming off corner number two. That Todd kept it in single file. It's a two-man race at the front of the pack. Gordon and Irvin, then the lap car of Dick Trickle, then a long gap back to Grissom, Craven, and
5: Bobby Hamilton. Really hard to decide what you want to watch. Watch as the laps wind down, whether it's the battle for the lead or that scramble going on back there for third place. Again, Bobby Hamilton puts a move on to move around Ricky Craven in turn one.
1: This is the race for the fourth spot, and Hamilton has position coming into the turn. The position being the inside lane. He'll flash by and grab the spot. Craven quickly gets back
12: down in front of Dale Jarrett. Craven, who had led so long at the early part of the race, now forced to play some defenses. Here comes Dale Jarrett down to the bottom on Craven. Craven holds him off into turn number three. So it's Grissom, Hamilton, Craven... Jarrett and Elliott.
3: Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh there. Let's go back up front for just a minute. Jeff Gordon is out on older tires than Ernie Irvin is, at least as far as the right sides are concerned. Remember that under the pit stops at lap 227, Gordon took fuel only. Irvin got right side tires. We'll see if that comes into play in the final laps. The race for third heats up on the back stretch.
12: Bobby Hamilton diving low on Steve Grissom, and the STP Pontiac is back into the top three. Grissom back in line in fourth, had to shut down Ricky Craven, who tried to follow Hamilton to the low lane.
5: Bobby's got a fast race car, but the factor now is going to be the tire I don't think he has enough time left to chase down the front two and become a major player as far as winning this race. Meanwhile, at the front of the field, just about a car length between first and second in turn two.
1: Irvin is there looking for a way to get by, about a car length off the rear deck of Jeff Gordon. Gordon leads
12: them down the back straightaway. Irvin just hovering there, waiting for his opening, biding his time as the laps continue to wind down.
3: Work their way up off of turn number four. There'll be 18 laps to go as they come to the start-finish line. Two car lengths between Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon. Bobby Hamilton has left Steve Grissom after taking third away. Grissom still got Ricky Craven and Dale Jarrett. Bill Elliott all bunched up tightly behind him as they go back to one. Single file from fourth on back. It's like a freight train here with Steve Grissom at the head of the pack trying to
1: hold off Ricky Craven. Craven trying to hold off Dale Jarrett. No one stepping out of line for now.
12: Craven takes a peek down to the inside, but he Won't have the horsepower to get it done this time. It remains Grissom then Craven, then Jarrett, then a car length. Back to Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt trying to get into it now.
3: We are back under caution in the CMT 300. Jeff Bodine spinning off of turn number four as he went into turn number three. He and Kyle Petty were racing pretty hard for a spot there, Dave Moody.
12: They were indeed, and they were leaning hard on each other. Petty got into the back end of Jeff Bodine, got him a little bit sideways. Bodine straightened it out. Petty got into him again, and then it looked like both of them just played lost patience and just started leaning heavily coming off four, and Bodine went around.
5: Jeff spun around, came down to the inside of the racetrack. He's now fired the car and will be able to go on around. Here he comes on pit road. Not been a real good day for Jeff or Todd or Brett Bodine, for that matter, here at the speedway. Jeff going down, trying to get his car repaired, maybe pull some sheet metal out and salvage some kind of a finish. He
3: certainly gets the Perseverance Award, Barney. This is the fourth caution that Jeff Bodine has been involved in today, and yet he really has hes never been off the lead lap all race long. And so you got to give the tip of the cap to Jeff and uh, and that whole QVC racing team for just keeping after it all day long. He got nipped by uh, Jeff Gordon, spun back at lap number 68. Uh, Jeff also was involved in a spin at lap number 234. And uh, there was one other one that he was involved in when there was no caution that was thrown. He did a flying 360 and continued on away. So perseverance, definitely the name of the day for Bodine and that race team. Leaders all will stay on the racetrack under this caution flag. Only lead lap cars to come down for stops would be Bobby Labonte, Jeremy Mayfield, Jeff Bodine, and here is uh, Todd Bodine in the uh, Jeff Burton car coming in. And uh, those stops now under the caution flag with 14 laps to go. Let's cover them first with Jim Phillips.
9: Well, on this end, we've got Bobby Labonte who had the right front fender pushed in on the tire. I think that's the reason he pitted. Now they're changing all four tires to try to get some track position. Track bar adjustment. Jeff Bodine is in. They changed the right side tires. Now they change to the left side. The damage is concentrated on the deck lid and the rear spoiler of the Bodine Ford. And the tires are changed. And uh, let's see how much damage he's got. And the spoiler is still up and intact, so he should be all right.
3: And a quick update from Winston Kelly.
8: On Jeremy Mayfield's car, he was involved in that last accident. A lot of damage to the right front of the car and down the left side of the automobile. They were working up underneath it just to try to get the handling a little bit more comfortable for Jeremy for these last 14
3: laps. Mike Bagley is with the Western Auto Mechanic of the race.
6: Mark Reno, congratulations. You're the Western Auto Mechanic of the race. Well, I appreciate that. That's a pretty big honor. Uh, We've had a pretty uh, long day. It's been pretty exciting for us. Passed a lot of cars today. Uh, That Texaco car has been hauling the mill pretty much all day. Let's talk about your pit strategy. The last time you came down pit road, you took two tires when everyone took gasoline only. Why the two tires? Well, we probably could have done a gas and go. uh, But,
15: you know, Ernie doesn't have a real good history of saving his tires and stuff. So we thought if we could have a little fresher tire that it might help us in the end. And we're back. You know, I know we came in late and went back. But uh, Gordon's evidently going to make us fight for it. But... Uh, We're hoping that he understands he's got more to
6: lose than we do, so we're going to race him really hard. That's Mark Reno, the Western Auto mechanic of the race, for Ernie Irvin, who right now rides in second.
5: Can't put it any plainer than that, can you? No, sir. Jeff Gordon, the point leader,
3: coming into this event, and Ernie Irvin not involved in the fight for the championship back in 16th in the standings. One to go. Signal when the field comes to the start-finish line. Jimmy Howell handling the flags for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series today, and he signals that now to the field as they come up underneath him. We'll go back racing with 11 laps to go in the CMT 300 while we're under the caution for a final moment take a minute to update you on the uh, NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series off for a couple of weekends after their event in Richmond last week, they will be back in action on Saturday, September 27th at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia it is the Hanes 250 and you can hear that live on the NASCAR Truck Network at 1245 Eastern Tide, that is part of the 50th anniversary celebration of Martinsville the trucks to be there along with the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, tickets still available call or write the Martinsville Speedway and hope that you can join us for the 50th anniversary Celebration in just a couple of weeks. I think this might get physical.
5: What do you think? Based on what we've seen the last 50 or so laps, no reason to expect the final 10 won't be that way, is there? You got a feeling some of that lap traffic is going to get bounced around a little bit over there if they race the front pack of the field very hard because uh, we're coming inside of what 10 laps to go? Be 11 laps to go, laps go, here to on the go restart. when they cut them loose. So not going to be much give and take out there. Pace car getting down on the apron of the racetrack and I'd get out of the way in a hurry the way this one's been for the last uh, 20 or 40 laps here. Here they come down to the line. Dick Trickle again. The first car a lap down to the inside of leader Jeff Gordon. Green flag goes in the air. Trickle as usual tries to get up back on the tail end of the lead lap and he races the leader to turn one.
1: But Jeff Gordon is quicker coming into turn number one. He will clear Dick Trickle. Now second place Ernie Irvin. He'll have to race alongside Trickle. Trickle's car breaks loose. Irvin up alongside Still not clearing him yet down the back
12: straightaway. Irvin has the horsepower. They are four, maybe five wide back in the pack. Earnhardt's right in the middle of it. Dale Jarrett's right in the middle of it. Craven as well. They get it down to double file going into turn three, and everybody
3: makes it. Lap cars mixing it up with the lead lap cars as we come down to the ten to go signal now. Ten laps left in the race. Bobby Hamilton, the third place driver, clears the lap traffic in one. Irvin right up on the rear deck of Jeff Gordon coming into the turn. Now Bobby Hamilton becomes a
1: player as well. He's just three car links off the rear deck of Ernie Irvin. Hamilton it was so
12: strong in the early going of this race, trying to become a player down the stretch again. It is Gordon and Irvin, nose to tail, then just a car length back to Bonnie Hamilton in the number three position, then three or four lap cars back to fourth place, Steve Grissom.
5: Johnny Benson went off into turn number one, car got away, turned around, hit the wall, he'll be able to continue in this Trouble race. off turn four, Mike Skinner spins around, here comes
3: the field scattering, John Andretti gets involved, Michael Waltrip, Ken Schrader involved, others scatter to miss it, including Derek Cope and Todd Bodine, and we see the caution flag for the eighth time in the CMT 300. Barney was just describing Johnny Benson getting spun around up in turns one and two. He got away okay. Let's follow the race back
5: to the caution flag now as the leaders come off turn four. Work off the corner. Jeff Gordon trying to hold off Ernie Irvin. He puts a run on him but he won't be able to make it and Gordon will retain the lead coming across the line second. Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton third.
1: And Mike Skinner spins again coming into turn number one trying to gather the car back in spins down to the inside of the racetrack as smoke pours to the back of
5: his Chevrolet. Again Kenny Schrader involved Michael Waltrip involved and Mike Skinner involved a lot of smoke out of mike's car just limping down the back straightaway hoping to get to pit road maybe peel the sheet metal away so he can finish here with just nine laps remaining here's schrader on the pit road a lot of smoke out of his car a lot of sheet metal damage to the front of the machine as he heads down toward jim phillips
9: i'm telling you barney it's been moved back about a foot on the front the air dam is up off the ground but uh, it's sheet metal damage uh, he does have some oil lines uh, that, that have uh, been knocked off of his engine because there's a lot of oil flowing up around the fenders and the tires of Kenny Schrader's Chevrolet, and Michael Waltrip's also in a lot of damage to his Ford, and uh, here comes uh, Skinner down the pit lane, Uh, damage uh, concentrated on the left front and the rear of his machine. He also has some oil lines that look like they could be off the engine.
3: Yeah, the report is right now there is a significant amount of oil been dumped on the racetrack, and the cleanup crews have been dispatched uh, two, three different trucks all around the speedway here to try and start putting oil dry down, see if we can't finish this race under the green flag. So spins at opposite ends of the racetrack. Johnny Benson gets sent out of traffic, bounces off the wall in one. He keeps going. And while he's getting back up to speed off of turn four, Mike Skinner gets turned around, collects Michael Waltrip and Ken Schrader, among others. And we uh, see the yellow flag waving for the eighth time in this CMT 300, now with just seven laps to go.
5: Well, I wouldn't bet a nickel on anybody winning this one except maybe the pace car. The way it's uh, shaped up here for the last half hour, it is unreal. Eight laps to go when they do get back in just a moment. Jeff Gordon is a leader. Ernie Irvin has managed to almost tried to take the lead away just before they raced back to the caution a moment ago. Couldn't do it. Still hanging in there in third, a strong Bobby Hamilton. And lining up in fourth position when they get ready to go back to green, Steve Grissom followed by Ricky Craven. Not over yet.
3: No, it is uh, certainly not. But Ernie is... uh, And and I guess maybe a key factor to point out at this point, Barney, will be we've talked so much about the restarts the last couple times. This will be a single-file restart this time. There'll be no lap traffic around the race leaders because we're inside of 10 to go. So it'll be Jeff Gordon and Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton with the clearest shot they've all had at each other yet because there'll be no lap traffic to work their way around. So that is uh, another key factor we'll keep at top of mind here when we get ready to go back racing in a few more laps, most likely because they are right now dumping large quantities of oil dry around the speedway after the uh, problems on Michael Waltrip and Ken Schrader along with Mike Skinner's cars that uh, scattered quite a bit of liquid around the speedway. Well, should be uh, an interesting shootout to the finish here as we get ready to go back racing. There'll be 21 drivers on the lead lap who will be lined up single file at the head end of the field, all with whatever distance we have left to go in the race between themselves and their final finishing position at the checkered flag. Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, uh, Steve Grissom, Ricky Craven, Dale Jarrett, Dale Earnhardt, Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace will be the top ten of those lead lap drivers when we do see the restart before the finish.
5: Biggest chunk of oil they dropped down was right here where the accident happened coming off turn number four and collected all those machines. The trucks have been dumping stay dry there. You can see big black splotches of oil going all the way down to turn number one, and they have been putting oil dry on it to get it all dried up around this racetrack. So hopefully, we can conclude this one under green. I want to see this one finish under green. Yeah, yeah I would like
3: to also, and uh, I think it will. They're making pretty good progress here on the cleanup, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to get back racing with two or three laps to go anyway uh, in the event. While we are under the caution, take a minute, look ahead to next week. We go on to the Monster Mile in Dover, Delaware for the MBNA 400. Barney, the uh, Dover races uh, have always have been pretty intense lately. I think that's the thing that... We, we come to think of when we start thinking about Dover next week, after they concreted the racing surface, it really was kind of a narrow racing groove for a while, but these last couple of races we've had there, the concrete surface really began to come into its own two and, and three lanes on the racetrack now, and we've seen some pretty good racing there these last couple times.
5: They haven't had that much trouble racing door-to-door up there, and as you said, two-wide is fairly common at Dover, and three-wide on occasion, uh, if it gets kind of touchy up there, there's always some exciting racing. That's where we'll be next week and uh, kind of looking forward to getting up to Dover. They have, uh, of course, it'll be 400 miles. That'll make a little difference uh, for some of the teams, they say. Be
3: a little bit more of an intense sprint for the uh, teams. The, the log and laps part of the day is gone now, and uh, they will be going hard at it from start to finish in the MBNA 400. That's next Sunday at noon Eastern time on MRN Radio from Dover, Delaware. Coverage begins Friday at 3 Eastern with Bush Pole qualifying. We'll also have a special edition of NASCAR Live Friday night presented by Fleetwood RV, 7 o'clock Eastern. Rusty Wallace among the guest list. And then next Saturday the MBNA 200 for the NASCAR Busch Series at 1245 Eastern Time upcoming on MRN Radio. Don't forget Martinsville, Virginia and the Hanes 500 September 28th Talladega, Alabama and the Die Hard 500 on October the 12th and Rockingham, North Carolina's AC Delco 400 October the 26th as well as Phoenix, Arizona's DuraLoop 500 on November 2nd. All of those broadcasts upcoming over the next month and a half on Motor Racing Network
5: pushing Michael Waltrip's car back up pit road and looks like they're going to take it back to the garage area so he will not be around when the checkered flag comes down some four laps from right now Mike Skinner went back onto the racetrack now comes back onto pit road we're looking at the safety trucks as they go around the speedway still dumping a little stay dry right at the bottom of the groove up in turns three and four they put down a big bunch of it here in the front straightaway, so we still got uh, plenty of time to have at least a couple of laps under green
3: We uh, hopefully will be able to get back racing with what now looks like uh, two laps to go. I believe the field is going to run another lap under caution and uh, then be given the restart when they come back around the time uh, after that. So, that is the uh, setting now. As right now, they're working to align all of the lead lap cars in single file formation at the head of the field. Inside of 10 laps to go, there'll be just the 21 that are on the lead lap by themselves, no lap traffic around them inside or outside. And yes, indeed, the signal at the start finish line one lap and we'll go back racing. So, we will have a two lap sprint to the finish of this CMT 300 with Jeff Gordon needing two more laps around over Ernie Irvin to score his 10th victory of this season and extend his lead in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings.
5: And we may see some more sparks fly a little bit further back in the field also in some of these cars that have really had to fight to stay up there all day long. But for Jeff Gordon, his main concern right now is can he hold off at least a couple of cars that have been able to stay up there with him for the last hour here at the New Hampshire International Speedway in the form of Ernie Irvin and Bobby Hamilton. They both had good, strong race cars. Steve Grissom going to have a shot at him right now. Also, along with Ricky Craven and Dale Earnhardt up there and Dale Jarrett, that's your top seven, followed by Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace that make up the top ten.
3: I don't think we want to count Hamilton out of this. He has looked strong in the last going after getting by Grissom. He just was a long ways behind the front two and not in position to try and put a move on. He could become a factor as well. Time to settle it. Two more laps, two more miles in the CMT 300 when they come off of turn number four and the green flag waves. They will complete the 298th lap. And Jeff Gordon, Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, Steve Grissom, and Ricky Craven, along with Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett, Jimmy Spencer, Mark Martin, and Rusty Wallace. Those are the top ten drivers now. Those will be the people scrambling for those positions at the front of the field over the final two trips around the speedway.
5: Got to be interesting to see who gets the good restart. Pace car is off the corner down behind the pit wall. Jeff Gordon pushes the throttle, heads for turn number one. Green flag goes in the air. Ernie Irvin will be able to stay with him as they work their way down into the corner.
1: Irvin less than a car length behind Gordon. Closing in even more as they come into turn number one. Right behind them. Now you've got Bobby Hamilton in third. Steve Grissom in fourth. Back for about seventh. Dale Jarrett goes wide. You get by Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon with a car
12: length in hand. Down the back straightaway. Make it two now over Ernie Irvin. Another two back to Bobby Hamilton. Then five back to Grissom. It's going to be a three-man race. Everybody drifting high
5: in turn three. Three-car shootout for the win here at New Hampshire. Down to the line. White flag comes up in the air for Jeff Gordon. Ernie Irvin is two car lengths behind. Bobby Hamilton is five car lengths behind. They're back in one.
1: Chevy Ford and Pontiac coming back into turn one while Rusty Wallace takes a spin on the main straightaway. It is Gordon leading away by a car length over Ernie
12: Irvin. Final time down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon leads them down right up against the outside retaining wall. Dives it low. Now down into turn three. It's Gordon and Irvin heading for the checkerboards at New Hampshire.
3: Rusty Wallace fires and moves from where he came to rest in the main straightaway as off of turn four to the checkered floor. Jeff Gordon will hold off Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon will win the CMT 300, his 10th victory of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series season, surviving a wild final 70 laps of this event. Gordon will beat Ernie Irvin, Bobby Hamilton, Steve Grissom, and Ricky Rudd, your top five. And for the Rainbow Warrior team today, Jim Phillips, a job well done.
9: It was a job well done. And you gambled a little bit on that last stop, you just took a little bit of fuel, Ray Irvin Hammond, it paid off.
10: Yeah, you know, but uh, you couldn't do that if you didn't have a car uh, and a crew and a driver like this one. And, uh, you know, they allow us to do stuff like that. Uh, He drove his butt off. He did a great job. And, uh, you know, it got kind of hairy there at the end. But uh, when it comes down to time to get it, he gets it. You
5: sure did. Tenth win. Thank you. And they head to victory lane. And we'll be going to victory lane very shortly, and we'll talk to some of the other top finishers in a minute.
12: Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong. Bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at
13: GruntStyle.com. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Hard, dependable high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. For unmatched value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection, there's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. NASCAR
2: Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford Trucks and your local Ford dealer. Have you driven a Ford
3: lately? The CMT 300 in Loudoun, New Hampshire is over, and Jeff Gordon has just rolled into victory lane, scoring his 10th victory of the 1997 NASCAR Winston Cup Series season. Gordon holding off Ernie Irvin for the win with Bobby Hamilton finishing third, Steve Grissom fourth, and Ricky Craven unofficially rounding out the top five. We'll go to victory lane shortly. First, let's get out of the gas pumps in here from some of the other top finishers, starting with second place driver Ernie Irvin.
8: From dead last to second, I know you wanted to win, but it's an awful
16: good day for you and your team. Well, I mean, obviously I need to qualify. Um, you know, we had a great a great race car, and um, this is a new car at Bristol, and um, this, is, uh, you know, this, so this car hadn't had a whole lot of history about it. But it was a great race car, and, um, you know, this whole Texaco-Alvin right. Ford-Ray race team did a good job, and, you know, we'll just um, go on to Dover. How about the two-tire stop toward the end? Did it help or hurt? Uh, it didn't make no difference. I mean, I think we, we couldn't have beat those guys just taking gas. So, um, you know, I know that they wish they would have put two on. It didn't make no difference. Did you need a longer run? I, I think so, you know, but, again, you know, who knows? Um, you know, right now... um. You know, we had a second-place car, and um, Jeff did a great job, and, you know, I wish we could have had it longer, but um, that was just 300 laps. Still a great run from dead last to second, Ernie Irvin. Let's go down to Mike Bagley.
6: Bobby Hamilton, what a run for you today. Finished third at New Hampshire. Yeah, I had a good day. You know, we always qualify.
11: It seems like second up here, but we uh, mess up during the race, something like that. I led a lot, you know, and could have led a lot more, but I decided, hey, tires are my best friends today. Let's do we'll hang around, see what we can do it. Dan. Guys had good strategy, good pit stops. And uh, I tell you what, it was needed for STP team.
6: Was the wild, uh, I guess, was the finish as wild as it looked? It
11: was pretty (laughs) exciting, but that's what Winston Cup racing is about. You know, I hope the fans enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed it. The only thing I didn't enjoy was finishing third, but after what we've had about the last 10 weeks, third feels pretty good.
3: That's Bobby Hamilton. He finishes third this afternoon. Bobby Hamilton has been no better than 17th since finishing second at Martinsville back at the end of the month of April. So, yes, a third-place finish, a good run for Hamilton today. Jeff Gordon in victory lane celebrating the victory in the CMT 300, and our Jim Phillips is with it.
9: Well, he gets a kiss from his wife, Brooke. Ten wins already, Jeff. The decision was made to not take any tires on the last pit stop, just a splash of gasoline. Looks like it made the difference.
15: Well, you know, as a driver, you want as many tires, as much gas as you can usually get. And, um, you know, I, I, I try not to ever question those guys, and especially Ray, and uh, he made a great call again. I tell you what, uh, great call in the pits. Won us race here the race li- uh, last time we won at uh, New Hampshire. And um, I tell you what, it was a long day for us. Uh, we just had a good, consistent run. And uh, I didn't know if we were the fastest car, but, uh, you know, Ernie had those two tires. I thought he might get me. But uh, we spun the tires in that last restart and uh, just tried to bring it home, uh, those last two laps. And we were all out there slipping and sliding quite a bit, but it was uh, a great race. Started 13th. It looked to be
9: like that you guys had anticipated the long green sessions today, and your car was really good on the long green.
15: Our car was great on long runs. Uh, I really thought that the track was going to get a lot slicker and uh, looser than it did, uh, but our, our tire set up great. We started out tight and, uh, you know, about 40, 50 laps in a run. That's when my car really came on strong. I didn't want to see some of those last cautions. We had a, a pretty good lead going, and uh, I had my rhythm going, and uh, everything was great, but, uh, you know, it all worked out. And I uh, got to thank DuPont Automotive Finishes, and Chevrolet, brought Chevrolet back into Victor lane again. That's great. And Goodyear had a wonderful tire today, and Quaker State and Pepsi, and, of course, these Rainbow Warriors. And I also want to thank God for, for all the blessings.
9: Tell me your thoughts the last, uh, on the last two laps. What were you going to try to do, Ernie? You knew he was right behind you. You knew he had, it was a great restarter. What was your thoughts?
15: Well, you know, they make a lot of horsepower, and uh, he, he is good on the restarts. And, you know, I was afraid that uh, he might actually, if he was going to get me, it was going to be getting, going down the straightaway. And So, uh, you know, I just tried to anticipate the start a little quicker. And when I did, I spun the tires. I thought I was in trouble, and, you know, I just took the RPMs as high up as I could and get as much speed. I knew once I got in the corner I thought we'd be in pretty good shape because there's really one groove. Uh, you know, there's a lot of oil, a lot of speedy dry down the bottom of the track. You couldn't run down low, so you had to just slide the thing up to the second groove and uh, hang on tight. And that's all we did and we got a little bit of a jump on them, uh, you know, off of two and uh, we were able to keep, uh, you know, a little bit of a margin to the checkered. 10 wins already. I tell you, I'm in shock. I I just can't believe that we won again and you know, uh, this this team showed uh, again you know what what it takes to win is is great teamwork. Uh, Ray and I worked real hard on the race car, and uh, you know we weren't the best car all day long, but we kept getting better and better, and just fine tuned it, and hoped that the track would come to us. And tell you what, uh, you know, there's a lot of magic between he and I, and uh, it paid off today. And uh, the, those great those great pit stops certainly worked out well, also.
9: They really did. One of them, 17.9, and it really counted. That's what things the champions are made of.
3: Jeff Gordon wins at New Hampshire. Unofficially, the NASCAR Winston Cup championship standings after today's race will find Jeff Gordon up by 139 points on Mark Martin and 188 on Dale Jarrett, and uh, now with seven races to go in the season.
5: Let's go back now to the garage area and Winston Kelly.
8: Well, we've caught up with Steve Grissom. Steve, equaled your best career in Winston Cup finish, which was right here at New Hampshire a few weeks ago. A pretty steady run for you. Tell us about your race today.
16: Yeah, it wasn't bad. I tell you, these guys with the Kodiak Monte Carlo done an awesome job. I mean, great pit stops, great calls. Charlie made good calls as far as pit strategy and stuff is concerned. And, uh, We had a good car there first couple of hundred laps, and then, man, I'll tell you, this last hundred laps was pretty exciting, but uh, at least we had uh, the track position that we needed and was able to come out of here with a a top-five finish.
8: It was pretty wild there toward the end, and then uh, when it got that way, you were kind of in the middle of the
16: pack. Did you have many close calls? Well, yeah, we sure did. Uh, you know, unfortunately, um, I got into Mark Martin there coming off turn two and kind of messed his day up. I hate it for him. I mean, he's a awesome guy. and you know, Unfortunately, I didn't know he was out there and kind of squeezed him in an outside wall. But uh, it was pretty exciting the way the restarts were. As it was, it uh, was kind of hard for the cars to uh, hook up. But, hey, this thing uh, is over, and we got a top five out of us. So we're, we're looking forward to Dover now.
8: And Steve stayed patient, came home with a good, strong fourth-place run.
3: Back to Mike Bagley.
6: Well, Ricky Craven's climb out of the Budweiser Chevrolet and uh, fifth place finish. Your best ever in a Winston Cup car. Looked like you had fun out there. That was a lot of fun. You know, the first part of the race
4: was the most fun. And leading laps in front of the the hometown crowd. uh, New England crowd is awesome. You know, I'm really proud of the guys. Uh, Never gave up. We needed a boost, and I think we got one today.
6: You commented a few minutes ago, and uh, some of the other guys were talking about surviving the last 70 laps. How would it look from uh, where you sat? It was a completely
4: different race. You know, the first 150, 200 laps were uh, very predictable. The last 50 to 70 laps were very unpredictable. And, uh, you know, it looked like we were on a quarter-mile racetrack mixing it up, swapping paint. But that's what the fans come for, and I don't mind getting in the middle of that stuff. But uh, it would have been nice to have done it for the win.
6: That's Ricky Craven. He finishes fifth here at New Hampshire.
3: Members of the media covering the CMT 300 have voted the Goody's Headache Award of $1,500 to Terry Labonte. Plus, a donation goes to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, from Goody's Headache Powders and Tablets in Terry's name. Terry involved in an accident while running on the lead lap back at lap number 265. It's going to cost him a 41st-place finish and a lot of NASCAR
5: Winston Cup points today. Let's take a look at the way they ran. Jeff Gordon will win. It'll be his 10th victory of the year. Finishing second, Ernie Irvin. Bobby Hamilton comes home third. Steve Grissom finished fourth. Ricky Craven was fifth. Sixth will go to Dale Jarrett. Seventh to Jimmy Spencer. Eighth to Dale Earnhardt. Ninth to Mark Martin. Making up the top ten is Hut Strickland. Eleventh to Bill Elliott. Kyle Petty finished 12th. Thirteenth to Joe Nemechek. Fourteenth to Jeff Burton, although Todd Bodine did most of the driving here today for him. Finishing in 15th will be Bobby Labonte. Sixteenth will go to Jeff Bodine. Seventeenth to John Andretti. Eighteenth to Lake Speed. 19th will be Johnny Benson. 20th will be Rick Mass. 21st goes to Rusty Wallace. 22nd to Derek Cope. 23rd to Dick Trickle. Ward Burton finished 24th and Robbie Gordon make up the top
3: 25. 26th will be Jeremy Mayfield. 27th Kenny Wallace. Chad Little 28th. 29th to Dave Marcus. And 30th will go to Ted Musgrave. Uh, 31st to Wally Dallenbach. Darryl Waltrip 32nd. Brett Bodine 33rd. Gary Bradbury 34th. Mike Skinner 35th. Michael Waltrip 36th. Ken Schrader 37th. Jeff Green 38th. Sterling Marlin, 39th, and David Green, 40th. 41st to Terry Labonte, Ricky Rudd, 42nd, and Robert Presley finishes in the 43rd position. Time of the race, 3 hours, 10 minutes and 47 seconds, 16 lead changes among 8 drivers. 8 cautions slowed the race for 48 of its 300 laps, and Jeff Gordon led the most laps on the day, and that is the summary of today's CMT 300. And again, unofficially, it'll be 139 points between Jeff Gordon and Mark Martin in the NASCAR Winston Cup Championship standings after today's race. The official numbers put out by NASCAR, first thing uh, about 10 o'clock, I should say, instead of first thing on Monday morning. Time for Barney and I to pick the winner of the Ray Bestus break of the race award. $500 to Racing for Kids Magazine from Ray Bestis in the name of the driver with a good or bad break today. Boy, we could come up with a bunch of people who had some uh, bad breaks in this race today uh, lots of them i would think uh, <laughs> you know ricky rudd uh, terry labonte although terry got the uh, the headache award a little while ago we could probably if we thought real hard come up with a
5: guy or two who got a good break too well there were a few guys that got good breaks but i tell you I, my heart goes out to kenny schrader today i'm i'm just gonna have to you don't like to give a guy with a bad break deal, but uh, in this case, I'm going to have to go with Schrader. Yeah, Kenny was uh, the Bush pole sitter today and made a
3: green flag pit stop at lap 67, and while he was on pit road, somebody spun, and the caution flag came out, trapped him a lap down, and he never recovered from that all day long. Then... Caught up in one of the late accidents in the race that damaged his machine and held him to a 37th place finish. So $500 to Racing for Kids Magazine to promote education and reading from Raybestos Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR. Ken Schrader, the Raybestos Brake of the Race Award winner today at New Hampshire. Mark Reno, Ernie Irvin's crew chief, was the Western Auto Mechanic of the Race Award winner. He got $2,000, the $10,000 Gatorade Frontrunner Award for leading it halfway. That today went to Jeff Gordon, as did the win in the CMT 300. Final note on the MRN Radio Sears Hard Fan of the Year contest. Rex Bolin of Fort Wayne, Indiana, is the latest qualifier for the grand prize drawing and winner of a Diehard Race fan jacket. Rex goes to 10 to 12 NASCAR races this season, has been a, die- a diehard NASCAR fan for about 10 years. His goal is to attend a race at every track on the circuit. Well, even with a broken ankle, he didn't give up. He recruited a driver, rented a wheelchair, and with the aid of his daughter, made it to Michigan Speedway to enjoy the race. Also, he made a trip to Daytona for the Pepsi 400, a tradition of five years now. I'm sure that wasn't very easy with a broken ankle, but Rex says where there's a wheel, there's a way. Uh, very definitely a die-hard race fan. Or where there's a will, there's a relative. There you go, too. So that, uh, our die-hard fan of the year contest, details on how to, you can get in on that in all of our MRN radio programs. On to Dover next week for the MBNA 400. Talked about that just a little while before the end of the race. Should be a very interesting and very exciting race.
5: Last couple of times we've been up there, it's been uh, some really good racing all day long, and as we pointed out a moment ago, it will be 100 miles shorter this time, 400 miles. I think the intensity in the race will be, if it, if it can be any more than we saw here Day, it'll be a dandy all day long and so that is next weekend at the monster
3: mile practice and qualifying beginning on friday motor racing network with bush pole qualifying at 3 p.m eastern time next weekend plus a special edition of nascar live friday night at 7 eastern presented by fleetwood rvs rusty wallace will be among our guests next saturday the mbna 200 for the nascar bush series at 12:45 eastern time and next sunday the mbna 400 for the nascar winston cup series at noon eastern that upcoming throughout the week on mrn radio Don't forget the world of racing with Ned Jarrett weekday mornings throughout the week. We'll also have the latest racing news for you on NASCAR Today weekday afternoons. And you can talk with the stars of racing on NASCAR Live Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Thank my sister, Melanie Bestwick, for her scoring and statistical help during our broadcast today. Joe Moore and Dave Moody covered the corners for us. Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Mike Bagley were in the pit and garage areas. And now for Barney Hall, Alan Bestwick saying so long from New Hampshire, where Jeff Gordon has won the CMT 300. MRN Radio
2: coverage of the nascar winston cup series has come to you from the new hampshire international speedway The executive producer of MRN Radio is John McMullen. Assistant General Manager, Mark Williams. Chief Engineer, Harry Howard. Operations Manager, Cameron Smith. Marketing Services, Stephanie Ellis. Broadcast Coordinator, Sandy Good. Affiliate Relations, Cheryl Marzello and Peter Giorgio. Remote Operations, David Brandt. Production Assistants, Michelle Tomlinson and Robin Van de Graaff. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of International
0: Speedway, corporation mrn's throwback thursday has been brought to you by hercules tires right on our strength and by sunoco and grunt style throwback thursday can be found on demand at mrn.com itunes google play and soundcloud throwback thursday is a production of the motor racing network all rights reserved